strictly business. Yeah. You want a job, job. or get rich? I'm bossed up. 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 I got boss in my IV. Just check my ID, and that's why I be the H and I C. People despise me. My services ain't free. Ain't trying to hear your story, homie. Cop me, no please. In high school, corner quarterback. Nowadays. Corner, quarter say. Keep that on the low, rappers turning into rats. Slots looking on they sell DEA ransack. Yo, you know what day it is. Hold you on, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, hold on, wait a minute. Did you, did, I see how my boy came in the show. Did you, did, Look, hey, you know what kind of out today? It's that kind of show. It's going to be that kind of show today. The boys in the building. Um, welcome to Master Chef. Because we're going to start cooking today. All right. A um, lot of stuff on the docket. Um, it's going to get angry. You see, GQ got the shades on. When he put the shades on, it's going to be a problem. It's yeah, going to be a problem. Gonna get real, Listen, real, real. ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be a master class at cuisine making. It's about to be some five star dishes made today. Okay. So let's start. Off. We, we was we, we was backstage. We was getting into the Jerry Judy situation. Um, let's start off there. Let's start off with the Jerry Judy situation. I'm gonna start off with let's what I'm gonna do. Because all it's like I said, this is a bow. Is you know, there's a, you gotta start with a loop here, then a loop here, then you tie that shit all together, and that's how we go. So, <clears throat> first of all, it all starts uh, with my man Steve Smith Senior. And um, he had made some comments about Jerry Judy that Jerry Judy did not like, called him a jag um, in Steve Smith's world that is called just a guy. He feels that Jerry Judy being drafted where he was drafted should not be just a guy. He should be an impactful player on the field every time. We have not seen that from Jerry Judy since he's been in the NFL. Um, Jerry Judy took, um, took those comments to heart, told him... I don't fuck with you. Steve Smith Sr. then doubled down on it and said, look, it is what it is. I hope you do better. But if you don't do better and if people ask me about you and your skill set as a wide receiver and should we make a trade for you, I would tell them, no, you are at best a tier three wide receiver. Um. Y'all give me y'all comments on that, and then we'll tackle all the other stuff that's coming out about Jerry Judy. GQ, you want to play first, or you would you allow me to go? By all means, you, you can take it first. I'll, I'll follow up. Okay, so um, when I first uh when I first heard this, right, I was kind of confused. I was like, what day? What Steve Smith said about Jerry Judy? I got everybody up and everybody, everybody panties in the bunch, right? What's going on, right? So you know, I did my Google's and my researches. You know, what I'm saying, got on the X app. And I was like, I know they ain't talking about what he was talking about, you know, a few months back on his podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But something dawned on me, right? I'm just like, so? Like, that's exactly what you are, Jerry. You're, you're just another guy. Like, he didn't say nothing bad about you. He didn't say you were ass. Like, I didn't say it since you've been drafted. He didn't say you were straight booty butt cheeks <laughs> and deserved to be drafted in the third, fourth round. He just said that you're kind of just another guy, especially since somebody who's supposed to be drafted in the first round who was looked at to be a cornerstone in the Broncos um, – and the Broncos uh, receiver room and uh, be looked at eventually as a leader in that receiver room. Um, you, you haven't, you, you haven't done, you haven't done so, big dog. Like, yep. You were supposed Ma- to be what C.D. Lamb is to the Cowboys, to the, to the Broncos. As a matter of fact, 
look, you mean what CeeDee Lamb was? Because right now he CD Lamb is also getting treated like a wide receiver three right now, not by you. But see, but CD Lamb has but he's shown flashes. Like he's no one thousand percent. Like I'm no, I'm just I'm just speaking just the way that I wish Dallas would use CD Lamb more and they're not. Right. Like with Jerry Judy specifically, let's let's keep it Jerry Judy currently has been in the league for four years. He has not surpassed a thousand yards yet. You see, that's exactly where I was just about to go. I was just about to go just right here. He doesn't even have he doesn't even have double digit touchdowns yet. He has nine Mm. for his career. For his career. For his career. Zero for this current season. Mm -hmm. And he has not surpassed 70 catches in any season. His best season was 2022. 67 catches, 972 yards, and six touchdowns. Huh. Majority of his production came in 2022. In 2021, he was injured a lot. We know this. And currently, as it currently stands, he has 20 receptions for 222 yards and no touchdowns. Interesting. Um, So, yeah. I just find it funny that um, not only are you the worst Alabama receiver to come out of that whole Alabama receiver uh, class or group uh, that everybody was talking about that one year. Damn, the Uh, worst. Oh, the absolute worst. I don't even care because – Henry Ruggs, if had he still been in the league, he'd be on a higher trajectory than you right now. Let's completely be You're honest. right about and would, that. And he would be on the worst team. Well, he um, also had a he also had a better quarterback throwing to him prior to him messing up. Prior to him, prior to him messing up. But I mean, you know, if you get you get you get Russell Wilson, gonna, then, I'm attacking. See, this is why I love my this is why I love my guys because we are always all on the same page as far as like where we want the conversation to go. We may be on opposite sides of where we stand on that situation, but we work together so we know where the conversation is going to go. But keep just guide it along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, just yeah, to, just to point this out last, just to point this out, right? Well, I'm, I'll go ahead and wrap it up uh, with my last little point here. Um, Jerry Judy wanted to come out. He wanted to say, "Oh, I don't fuck with you." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And all the other extra stuff, right? Which is cool, right? As a man, you got your own right. You can stand on your own. You got the right to say that, right? But. <clears throat> If you are going to say that, as in not only a man but a football player, then you damn sure better ball the fuck out. You damn sure better ball the fuck out. Especially if you're going to be on the sideline with all the antics and bouncing up and down and, yeah, we don't need all talking all that shit. Your ass better ball the fuck out. What you do last night? Damn. Three, four, oh, I can tell you because I had him on one of my fantasy teams. It was terrible. Four catches for, like, fucking 13 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. No touchdowns. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, you should probably be quiet. Or his teammate, you should Jordan probably had a phenomenal one-handed touchdown catch last a night. Phenomenal one-handed catch for a touchdown. So I'm gonna get here's, here's, these are my guys. These are my guys. Yeah. Right here's 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 my advice. Right here's my advice, Jerry Judy. Since you like to watch podcasts, since you since you like to listen to people on the podcast and shit like that, take shit seriously. Right here's my advice: play better, and people won't have shit to say to you. Yeah, and, I'm gonna be real <laughs> simple. I think Jerry Judy was drafted entirely too high. I never thought he was a wide receiver one. I've always viewed him as a wide receiver too. I, I, I do at least give him that. I do think he will be a great complimentary receiver to a, like a Justin Jefferson, like a Jamar Chase, like, like but, you know, somebody like, you know, I'm content with that because I think he has a skill yeah, set in the right offense where I think he can be productive. I, I do, I do think that, but as a number one, no, no, it ain't there. 
you ain't it, my guy. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it is not like I'm trying to like trash you or nothing like that. Like, like you would do better. Don't want you to cry. You better with a team like Kansas City. At least he he might actually he would probably lead Kansas City in receiving outside of Travis Kelsey using Kansas City. Like, if I'm being honest, he doesn't drop. He doesn't drop entirely. He doesn't drop a lot as far as passes go. He doesn't. He does. He, he does. Run, like to judge him as a receiver, he does run very good routes. Like I, I did. I, I had you know, I'm gonna be objective. I have watched this man run quite a few routes. He is a very good route runner. I'll give him his props. Mm-hmm. He can separate. He's Absolutely. still so with the right team. Again, not being the true bona fide number one, which he, it, like even in Kansas City, he would be the number two because Kelsey's the one without question. He would be he would be fine. But as your number one wide receiver specifically, no, that ain't that ain't it. But I, <clears throat> my thing is this: nothing Steve Smith Senior said was off base, based off. The stats that we just put out, everything that we have seen from him up until this point, he is just a guy. Yep. He's out there. He's not an impact player. He's not somebody that you have to game plan for throughout the season or anything like that. Like, he's just one of them dudes. And for you to be drafted as high as you got drafted, you should not be a dude. Now, I'm gonna go back. To, I'm gonna go. This is gonna. It might be all over the place today, but don't don't judge us because my brain is like been sizzling all day. Um, like I said, it's all gonna make sense in the end. We talked about Cortland. You just said you just mentioned Cortland Sutton's catch. I did. It was sensational. Since amazing catch. And then we talked about Russell Wilson. You said get a better quarterback. I think the problem here, what we're what we're facing in Denver is that we have a lot of things wrong and a lot of things going bad. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where to point the blame. And Russell yeah. Wilson is pretty much the easiest target yeah. to point at. Yeah, and, and for me, when I said better, because remember, he, he hasn't had Russell his whole career. He's had Russell for a year and some change. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excluding Russell from this. Like prior to Yeah, Russell, we didn't want to put Russell in, very, that, like, in that terminal because he wasn't even contributing to it. Right, and and all I'm and all I'm telling, all I'm coming back to is, I was listening to our favorite no non you know just idiotic person Colin Cowherd, and how he talks about Russell Wilson is like, <clears throat> he said, you know, the cat it was a the Cortland Sutton had to save Russell Wilson with that catch, and I was like, it's so that's a funny way to look at it because. Mm-hmm. And he said some other stuff we're going to get to. Because if a wide receiver makes a tough catch, that's just him making a tough catch. But for some reason, if they do it for Russell Wilson, they're saving him. No no one said that Odell was saving Eli Manning when he made that one-handed catch. Yeah, they just called it a great catch. It's just a good catch. Like, you put the ball up and you have your athletes make plays. We've How many times have we said that on this pod? Like, if you got a guy on the outside that can make plays, just put the ball up, let him go do his thing. That's what you're paying money for. Yeah, he's most likely going to come down with the ball. That, that's what you said. That's what you're paying the big bucks for. But we've gotten to the point now where Russell Wilson has just become a punching bag for sports media. Yeah. And I'm not, and I, and I'm not saying that Russ is 100% um, void of any criticism. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is he doesn't deserve the amount of criticism in which he is getting. No, I think it needs to be distributed a little bit different. Now, last night, I will put a lot more of that onus on Russell Wilson because of the amount of batted balls. I watched that game in totality last night, and 
for a quarterback, it is inexcusable to have that many batted down passes. You especially once you get outside the pocket, like you were essentially telegraphing your moves, and quarterbacks can't do that. Like when he rolled out, when that one that should have really and truly should have been picked off, when my man literally just stuck his hand out to the side and knocked it down because he had a receiver, a receiver running up since a flare. Like you can't have that many passes batted down. Like if you're if your passes are being batted down, you're telegraphing and you need to change the way your eyes are moving. Because they're following your eyes if they're batting balls down that accurately. And also, there's there's another part of this. This is the Sean Payton part. Um, for whatever reason, everybody thinks Sean Payton is just a great offensive genius, mind, whatever it may be. Um, if you guys watch the game the way that I watch the game, I have the NFL plus whatever it is, so they give you the coaches came and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. There were way too many plays that Denver was running that were two-man routes. Yep. How would – like, what are you trying to – like, they have seven dudes in coverage. Yeah. What two meant – two – you cannot just have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy trying to get open against seven people. Y'all see why Coach is pissing me off this year, dog? Do y'all see it? Oh, my goodness. All these innovative, all these creative, all these top-of-the-line offensive fucking coordinators, dog, offensive coaches, offensive mind. And y'all got these athletes, these quarterbacks out here taking the blame for y'all incompetence, and it's absolutely fucking crazy. I watched this shit last night, and I literally damn near, I swear to God, I almost passed out because I was pissed off. Why in the – It's just like it's, it's it's like Russell's getting the Justin Fields treatment, right? The man's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Why are you running a two route levels into a cover? The linebacker literally dropped right where his where right right he dropped I'm in like, the passing bro, lane. Yeah, right in the pass. I'm like, bro, he has nowhere else to pass. So what the fuck did you expect him to do? Did you expect him to keep running like he's been doing all goddamn game and getting fucking hit? Or you no, because Spagnuolo was bait on nobody that last night based on the route concept. If you looked at if you look oh, at this, let's let's crazy. let's put our let's put our coaches hats on here because we all watch this game. I won't lie to you. I watched it on Amazon Prime and I watched the 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 uh, the shops um mm-hmm. cast, which was actually very impressive yep. by the way. Yep. I mean, it was very impressive Absolutely. to watch. They had some great guests on last night. Will Farrell stopped through. Kevin Hart stopped through. Um, Lil Dicky yep. stopped through. But but listening to LeBron, even even LeBron was critical of what was happening, and he understands football better than I think some of us understand, which was good. But what I we saw last night is like you have this rookie receiver. In, in Marvin Mims Jr. Why is he not running more routes? You have you just brought back Greg Dolch, your tight end, you know, long hair, don't care. You just brought him back as well. Why do you have him in, in pass pro when he's a more athletic tight end that you can leak out? You got Javante Williams and McLaughlin. You had you actually had three running backs last night. You were using a lot of Williams in McLaughlin last night, but mm-hmm. you weren't setting Russell Wilson up to do anything, and Spags saw it. Because he yeah. he made it look like he was gonna pressure you from the middle, and was killing you from the outside. Do you if know you why? You Spagnola get oh, you with a cornerback blitz. You have lost that game. Yeah, you have lost that game. Do you know why this was happening? Why tight ends were being, you know, basically extra line? The one part of the team that everybody seems to overlook and that say nothing else about their offensive line is fucking. Yes. It's horrible. It's gross. Like it's bad. They can't run block. They can't pass block. When you're giving Javante Williams and all these running backs the ball, and they're getting hit 
a yard in the backfield already? <laughs> oh my god. There's a problem. There's a big problem. Oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh my Rust, god. I've been saying like, it for years, bro. It's frustrating. I've been saying so, this shit for, for years. For the sake oh, of for the sake of this discussion, currently the Denver Broncos have the 14th ranked offensive line. Fourteen, one four, which is crazy because remember what they said last year: if the Broncos' offense was just middle of the road, they would have won games. Yeah, you know what the problem is now: the defense is ass. Mm-hmm. So now, if the defense could actually stop somebody, see, last night the offense wasn't clicking. The offense yeah. just could not. The offense could. The defense go. actually, for the most part, the defense did all they could. First of all, you kept you kept the Chiefs to under twenty. I'm gonna tell you, forced them to kick field goals, which doesn't happen very often. Kansas City don't kick a lot of field goals, so the fact that you got them, they were one for four in the red zone last night. Kansas City kick a lot of field goals. Let me tell you this right now. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying in general, like most most times we see Kansas City, they drop in 26, 28, you know, 30 points. They drop in points on points on points. Last night they were one for four in the red zone. Last night. If the same Denver Broncos offense that was there just last week would have showed up, they'd be the Chiefs last night. Yeah. See, what people don't, what people are feeling to, what people, when they talk about, again, I'm going to get to Kansas Chiefs now. My prediction of them finishing last in the AFC West would have came true if the AFC West wasn't completely dog shit this year. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're not a good football team. And I, they're and right. I listen to Colin Cowherd. Oh, this is a Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl winning defense. This is a Super Bowl offense. No, it's Patrick not. Mahomes is a he's a ceiling raiser and he can do all of these things. No, it's not. Really? Their, not offense is, their offense is putrid. Uh-huh. You, you took all of the weapons away from, from Patrick Mahomes. You still have Travis Kelsey, of course, ultimate weapon. But they're not dynamic on the outside. They refuse to run the football. So their offense looks, and they played against some really bad teams. So a lot of this stuff can. We also look- saw what the, what the Chiefs look like without Travis Kelsey when Detroit beat them in Week One. Right. And who they almost got? Almost seen it again. We look, almost they, seen it again. Teams last have, game. Teams and who they, have. I'm telling you, they almost panicked. They almost cried on the sideline because Travis Kelsey was damn was fucking hurt. And they made that boy come back in the game because they say, hey, if yep. you can't play, then we won't win. And that's the reason yeah. why he played this week. Because they that know gotta, if you don't play, stop, you don't we win. Stop begging for calls. Like this this begging for calls shit by some of these quarterbacks is killing me. Like it's when you make yourself into a runner, hey man, it's, I ain't saying it's free, it's hunting season, but when it's you make yourself season. a runner. You're a runner. Oh, no, it's hunting season. I ain't even gonna lie. And like one of the plays that I'm talking about last night, you, you got to probably it. It was like the second and second and fifteen when he took off running, and he was starting to slide, but got hit, and mm-hmm. he wanted that that flag. I'm like, my guy, you got a man running full speed at you, and you started to slide. You weren't even on the ground yet. You had just started. You didn't stop your home, and you started to slide, and he hit you. He hit you the right way. He didn't put his helmet in your helmet. He head across the body. He did everything right. You just didn't want to get hit. Right. Then don't run. And then, but the thing about it is, remember when Kenny Pickett was in college and he yep. did the fake slide? My favorite thing this, is, this is what happens when you when you loosen up the rules and then defenders have to think about shit while in mid-run. Like, should I hit him? Should I not hit him? If he slides and Didn't I touch we talk him, about this? We did. 
We most certainly. Oh, did. okay. I just had to make sure. This is what I keep trying to tell y'all. We the podcast in the world. Um, when it comes to football, when it comes to sports podcasting and football, first of all, I'm gonna get to all of our shows first. Just a little side note. We're the people's voice. Everything that you want to say, that you want to think when you're watching these other networks, let us do that. We're here for mm-hmm. you. We okay, you. Bas- Basket it. does that. PVT does that. Gentleman Talks does that. You already know what we do over here at the huddle. So, just continue to stay with us when we're, while we're doing this. Um, let's, uh, it's, like I said, we all gonna, it's all going to come together. I want to get to come full circle. Don't worry about it. We got y'all. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I want to get to Shannon Sharp now because he made some comments about Brock Purdy. Uh, go Shay Shay. The question was asked, is Brock Purdy an elite quarterback? And he said, no, he's not an elite quarterback because he plays in Kyle Shanahan's offense. A lot of that goes to the Shanahan offense, yada, yada, yada. He plays with Debo and CMC and George Kittle and Brandon Ayub. He's a system guy. He is not elite. And to I, what Melvin says to this, and I love um, I love, I love um, that's my man. I love Shay Shay. But you have lost your rabbit ass mind on this one. Absolutely. Okay. First of all, and his his comparisons was. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. And I was like, I find that very ironic and very telling that the white quarterback is a system quarterback and he can't be elite because he's not elite athletically. Just because you are elite athletically doesn't make you an elite quarterback. And just because you are not elite athletically doesn't mean you can't be an elite quarterback. Brock Purdy has not lost an NFL football game that he has started. He has not thrown an has not thrown interception this year. Not that I'm aware of. Like, but I'm I'm tired. And this is why I told Moolidge I was going to get racial today. This is where I'm going with it. Why do we minimize white quarterbacks, black court? Like we get to this point where just because we complain that black quarterbacks don't get enough help. They don't get enough look, enough shine. But then y'all shine lights on them. But then you want to discredit someone else, like white quarterbacks. Because I don't care how non-athletic you think Brock Purdy is. I don't care what system you think he's playing in. Because he had, wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo in that system? Did it look like this? Caught him a winner. Caught him a winner. No. Everybody no, I'm just saying. Did it look- oh, absolutely was it, not. not. It, didn't, sword, it didn't look disefficient. Not, not as firepower. Was it not but they built that narrative off of Kyle Shanahan's off. Oh, Jimmy G's a winner. Look at Jimmy G. Look at highest, right. like, third highest winner percentage in the – yeah. like but, most but, of but, we've, but we've seen this story before. We saw it in Atlanta, too. Did we or did we not see this in Atlanta? But was But wasn't – Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan before Kyle Shanahan got there? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. so So my thing is, maybe when he has a talented quarterback, it makes the offense look better. 
maybe when he has an elite quarterback, the offense looks better. And when he doesn't have an elite quarterback, it doesn't look as good. Like, maybe. I'm just saying. And to call somebody a system quarterback is idiotic to me. Because Lamar Jackson runs a certain system, does he not? Yes, Doesn't that system help Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. That's how that's supposed to work. And they get into, oh, all Brock Purdy, oh, he just has to get the ball to CMC and or get it to his playmakers and let them finish the job. That's the whole purpose of a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. That is literally the purpose of a quarterback. Because Yards after catch is not a quarterback stat. Because And if your quarterback doesn't have those things around him, y'all complain that they don't have them. Mm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Is Brock Purdy a top 10 quarterback? No, not yet. Is he playing like one? Hell the fuck yeah. Absolutely. Like, that is like, so to say he's not an elite quarterback is asinine. It's crazy. It doesn't make, stop what they, and people do this all the time. The people that I'd be arguing with on TikTok. Stop confusing talent and actual gameplay as if they're the same thing. Yeah. We got to stop that. They're not. There's the still entirely too much just recent bias because oh, we still want to ride now. the. We still want to ride the. This is you know the Josh Allen train. We still want to do this, that, and third. We people are out there trying to bash. You know, we, we talked about the Joe Burrow conversation already. Like I mean, we, you know, we're we're all over the place. Like everybody wants to stick with, we'll say the hottest thing, whatever the hottest thing is. But mm-hmm. what about the consistent ones? What about is the it? ones who just do it week in and week out? You notice how much is not being said about Tua this year? Ugh, it's funny what happens when you're healthy. It's crazy. There's no conversation about Tua. Oh, but Jalen Hurts Ugh. is struggling this year because of X, Y, Z. Last time I checked, they're still 5-1. They're right. still, you know, successful. Five, no. like, they, I mean, every quarter – people – it's weird to me that they'll call somebody a system quarterback or whatever it may be. Jalen Hurts – changes offensive coordinators, but then you want to say he's playing bad. Couldn't it be the fact that he has a new offensive coordinator? The, the fact mean, that like, the Eagles are being as successful as they are when both of their coordinators were lost to head coaching positions speaks to yeah. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts a lot. I was going right. to say that kind of speaks to Jalen Hurts' ability a lot considering he lost a like, guy we look, who even made now, him like, have you know, a great another season last year, we don't, we don't bash and a lot still anymore. had a good season. We don't we don't bash Jared Goff. No. Oh, nobody like, talks shit about Jared, Jared Goff at all. Jared Goff has gone to a Super Bowl. Like we we just kind of forget sometimes. Forget. So the success that that Detroit is having is not shocking. It's, it's just not. the fact that when he when he finally got to Detroit, and I actually heard this on Good Morning Football on Monday, they had the GM on there, and he talked about it. He said when we first got Jared, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any players. Like he said this. He went down his list of things that we did not have. And he said, we finally started getting some draft picks hitting. We finally started getting some free agents. And so you know, and he said, and he said this was the most important thing he said, which I, I love that he said this. I didn't see Jared Goff as a stopgap slash bridge quarterback. No. So immediately when they traded for him, they knew hey, we want this guy to be our franchise quarterback, which is fine. Jared Goff's only like 28, I think. Well, I think he's only like 27, 28. So he can, and, and, he, and you still can keep him for the cheap. You don't have to pay him like the top 10 of quarterbacks. You don't yeah. got to pay him $45 million a year. But the thing about it is, what changed? Detroit got players now. 
That's it. That's what – so you – every fucking quarterback, every play – a quarterback is only as good as the people who are catching the ball, and the people catching the ball is only as good as the person who's throwing it. Yeah. Like, we got everybody, everybody to tries that. to do the comparisons like, oh, but look what Tom Brady did. There's only one Tom Brady. That's when everybody no, wants to hear golf was the but last they, young quarterback. Under, I think even with the Tom Brady stuff, like, dog, Julian Edelman is a legit wide receiver. No, no, he is 100%. But you look at just guys who have like these, the guys with the like the elite weapons, right? Like these aren't these. Brady was doing it with what we call non household names that became household names because of all the Super Bowl runs and stuff like that. But he still had quality players around him. I mean, you know, you start pulling in the Danny Amendolas and the Chris Hogan's and things of that sort. And it's like, nobody, everybody's a nobody until you become somebody. Yep. And y'all want to know something interesting, an interesting fact, interesting stat that a lot of people probably don't even know? I like interesting stats. Oh, yeah, so do I. Um, Jared Goff is now 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. He's the only quarterback, only young quarterback to consistently beat Patrick Mahomes twice. Well, yeah, the no first losses. time he beat him, it was in a whole-ass shootout. Oh, one of the best whole-ass shootout. One of the highest-scoring football games that we've ever seen offensively. Isn't that crazy? And then to follow it up, uh, just after that, with another win. You know what? This is crazy, right? This is crazy, right? Because thank you, Mel, because I want to actually talk about this. That's my aunt, by the way. Shout out to, to my aunt. Appreciate you for uh, stopping in today, Auntie. Um, What's up? Uh, she's a big foot. She's a big football fan, so um, she said she was going to stop by today, uh, get some picks. Um, this is the thing that I wanted to that, that I wanted to say because, first of all, um, you know we do love Unc. We appreciate uh, his insight, but he's definitely wrong. Uh, I've been saying that Brock Purdy was going to be the, the guy uh, for Frisco, um, literally, literally when he got drafted. Like when they were when he was when they were when they were battling out for that um, for that second string spot after Jimmy, him and Trey. I literally looked at him that first preseason game and I said he's going to be the next future of this team main reason being not because he's super athletic not because he's just so crazy no he has great footwork he delivers a great ball he's a great great listener he's very very coachable he's very very good in the pocket has great pocket awareness that's what you want your quarterback yeah and if you watched him at Iowa State you'd notice yeah if you see if, if you wanted somebody who can get out the pocket and run on or stuff like that, bet you can go find him. But if you want somebody who can, who's gonna stand in there, have great footwork, have great pocket presence, and gonna deliver an accurate ball and run the offense that you wanted to run, oh, that's your guy right there for sure. Now we're gonna sit here and say that oh yeah, no, he's better than he's better than than, than Justin Herbert. He's better. No, nobody's gonna sit here and say that. But is he playing on their level? Absolutely he is. So you have to give him credit where it's due. And this is the thing, right? This is the thing that I wanted to say about. Jared Goff, because a lot of people writ him off as soon as Sean Payton came in and, oh, we got to get Matthew Stafford in here, blah, 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 all the stuff like that, right? When you write somebody off like that and they go to another team and they still succeed because when you – like 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 they said, the Lions didn't have shit. Lions didn't have nothing when Jared Goff went over there. His numbers nope. did not they, – they stayed the same. QBR stayed the same. Passion, passer rating stayed the same. Everything stayed the same except his except his yards and touchdowns. Right when he gets Amarase Brown, right when he gets um uh, TJ Hawkinson before they trade him off, right when he gets all of these weapons, passing yards, touchdowns go up. Everything else literally stays the same because he's always been the same accurate quarterback. Just because somebody another coach comes in and says, "Yeah, no, nah, you're not my guy," 
That doesn't take away from his ability. That doesn't mean that, oh, he's not a good player. He's still a great fucking player. As you've seen, he went to a worse team, and they're 4-1 now. Oh, my God. They're 4-1. The Detroit Lions are 4-1 with Jared Goff behind the hill. Isn't that crazy? So Leading the division. Leading the division. Isn't that wild? Damn. So it's so when you when, when people come out and they say shit like this, oh well not, he's not elite, he's not a how do you measure how do you how do you measure elite elitism? Like please somebody this tell is, me. But we had this conversation before. They can only be at best, at best, a handful of elite quarterbacks. At best. Everybody else is just good to average. Everybody can't be an elite quarterback. That's a we throw around that word elite like it's way fun. too much. We throw it way too much. You can win with just a good quarterback. That's all you need is a good quarterback. Like that's it's it. It's been proven numerous times that you just need a good quarterback. Everybody, they fight so hard to make everybody have, like you have to be perfect every single time you step out on the field. That is not the case, and it's and it's wrong. Speaking of which, like all of a sudden, like back to Colin Cowherd and his idiocy, talking about the Packers seen enough. They should have seen enough from Jordan Love. They need to move on from Jordan Love. He's not the answer. He's not the guy. Jordan Love has started six NFL games. In his entire career, let this man build a true sample size before you're ready to bash this man. Detroit's defense and their offense actually looks very, very different. I don't know if they can compete with with Frisco yet, but it's listen. They definitely look. Definitely look. Detroit. Detroit has the second-rated offensive line in football right now. Second, number two, behind Philly. I'm just throwing that out there, and they got a running back in David Montgomery that loves running downhill. He's just throwing Detroit, it out there like that. Detroit has fixed their front. Whatever they did in the yes. front office, they fixed it. Not to mention Aiden Hutchinson is starting to really become a dude. Hey. That one hand that he got off of shedding the block was sensational. That was hey, some J.J. Hey, Watt hybrid T.J. Watt type shit because he just said, give me that ball, and snatched that after shedding a block. That kind of eye coordination, you can't teach that. But that's who Aiden Hutchinson True, he was kind of covered up by the fact that Detroit wasn't very good at the time, but now everything is starting to build up. They actually have a lot more competent players around them. And now, look, all these star players are starting to minus Jameer Gibbs, but he's a rookie. Give him time, he'll get there. And Mm -hmm. but look what's happening. Yep, and it's just but Detroit did it the way you know how we we, we've talked about the draft process and Mm -hmm. how teams should build their teams. You get you a veteran quarterback, they got a veteran quarterback, you support. You get you some young weapons to build around that veteran mm-hmm. quarterback. You go out and you, but you got to hit on these things. The, yeah, Lions hit. the Lions have hit. Now, if they would have still had Jeff Okuda, we are talking that defense looks very, very, very. I mean, it looks great now. I'm not even taking, but when you add a Jeff Okuda to that, to that secondary yep. with Aiden Hutchinson and those linebackers, and not to mention you lost, you lost somebody you acquired because you lost, um, the cat from from Philly. You lost him to injury. Chauncey Gardner. Johnson. Yeah, you still true. have him. You know we're you know, having a slightly different conversation as well. But not to mention they also hit on the rookie Sam Laporta. Oh, yeah. big time, big time, big yep. time. And they got that linebacker from from I think from Iowa. That oh, yeah. Um, they drafted him. I said, look, that is an old school linebacker. He is two hundred and fifty five pounds. Runs a four four. 
and can get sideline to sideline and he thumps. That's all you want at your linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think his name is uh, Rodriguez. Last name Rodriguez? No, 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 not him. The other one. Oh, the no, other no. one. Yep, you guys are right. He's a rookie this year. Yep, because Rodriguez was the rookie last year. Yeah, like yep, that linebacker right. course in another year. But that linebacker core is actually really, really good. They're gonna be a problem in about really good. another year. And I mean, it's just, it's just when you put right. This is like we said when you put your young quarterback in situations to where he can succeed. And you don't throw him in the fire and be like, "Hey, I know we're I know we were one in forever last year. I know we don't have nobody here, but go out and win me 17, 17 games right now. Appreciate you, dog. Like right? you can't fucking do that. You can't it's, do it's that. One hundred percent. That's that's quite literally. That's it, quite. Andy Reid, like Andy Reid said it best last night. He's like, "Look, we're not playing the best, but he said, you know what? Wins are hard to come by in this league. If I'm over and one after a quarter of the season, I'm not mad at that as a coach. I'm really mm-hmm. not." Now I'm gonna watch all that film because I wanna I wanna build off of that. Now if you're one in four, one in five like the Broncos, yeah, you might want to throw the film, you know, watch the film, but then burn it when you're done taking all your notes. You gotta tweak some things, and every t- you gotta tweak some things. And when it when it comes to young quarterbacks, young players in general in this league, we need to stop. And I'm this is gonna segue into a whole into the next thing. We need to stop putting so much pressure on them. Yes. Like, we need to. Because it's not – this is hard. Playing football in the National Football League is hard. Playing quarterback. But I I, I drafted you number four overall. Why can't you shine now? Why can't you – why can't you guys – why can't every single quarterback that comes in look like Tom Brady and look like Peyton Manning and look like Patrick Mahomes and win me Super Bowls in in their second and third? Because it's not realistic. That's and everything, everything that you said is the reason why stuff falls apart for young quarterbacks. Yes, yes it does. You're trying to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Why are you trying to compare Rodgers, him to the, history, to the history of the Packers? Oh, we had Brett Favre. Now we got Aaron Rodgers. Now we got Jordan Love. You got to get that man a chance. Let this man play a full season first. Mm. This a is the first season without Aaron Rodgers. Let this season play out, but build on this. Like they are, people are ready to write Jordan Love off, and I'm like, you know what? Jordan Love hasn't looked that bad. The problem no. now, he now they have been without Aaron Jones for three games, which is and Romeo Dobbs can't stay on the field. Can't stay. Hell, Romeo Dobbs been on the field Watson. more than Christian Watson this year. Exactly. Dobbs has been the most healthy receiver they've had this year. And the crazy Jerry thing about Reed. The, or Jerry yeah, Reed. the rookie, yeah. The crazy thing about all of this with Colin Cowherd, I'm gonna keep fucking mentioning his name because he makes my skin crawl. Hey, same. I, I, he sits I, there and he says that Jordan loves and the offense and the Packer offense should be better with all of the weapons that he is dealing with. And I'm like, wait a minute, are these the same where? weapons that you said weren't good enough for Aaron Rodgers? Mm, ain't that crazy? Because he for sure mm. said that. He sure had He's, the same exact weapons minus the rookie they got this year. Like, how can you say? How can they be bad for Aaron Rodgers, but they're great for Jordan Love? It doesn't make sense. Mm. Now, I don't think they were bad for Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I just think they were young kids. Yeah, they're young. And Rodgers didn't want to work with him entirely. Yeah, and Rodgers didn't want to work with him. That's why Lazard became his guy. He still had Randall Cobb until Cobb got hurt. Yes, he does. Off lighter fluid. He beat that that lighter fluid, for real. Straight lighter fluid. Yeah, because he be gaslighting everybody else. 
And it's like, so it's like, you know, give these, it, give these young quarterbacks a chance. But, but you see, the problem is we can't give them, we don't, we can't give them a chance because of the conversation we had two shows ago. These young quarterbacks are being drafted to shit for organizations. Right. There's no structure. There's no continuity in place. There's nothing for them. To, you expect these quarterbacks to come in and be the architects and build the franchise, but you don't have the right coaches in place, the right GMs in place, the front office is shit. Why don't you fix the front office before you bring in a young quarterback? That's like, oh, my God. That's like adopting a child to a broken home. Right. Like, the, not, the reason why they're getting adopted is because they came from a broken home in the first place. Yeah, and then you just go and bring them to another broken home. Why don't you bring them to a place of stability with the proper things in place? Even if even if you bring them to a situation where you have an average O-line, one solid alpha receiver, and a slightly above average running back, that is better than half the shit these quarterbacks get drafted into. Right. This is the reason like, why we said that weak teams should no longer pick at the fucking top. Because y'all are literally ruining this young you, quarterback's you're career. Too, you're messing up too many young players by doing yep. too many. Yep, said it. Been saying it because I never, I'll never forgive the Cardinals for, for what y'all did to Josh Rosen, bro. I don't care. There you go. Oh, Josh and I Vince Young got fucked up. Yeah. Got fucked up. Jared Goff almost got fucked up by yep. the same coach. Sam Bradford got fucked up. Yep. <laughs> I refuse. So I refuse to. I refuse. CJ two K got fucked up. So we going. Can to let it happen? Speaking of young quarterbacks, let's get it. Um, this is gonna segue into my. You know, you know the coach prime hate train is never late. Nope. Oh yeah, always, always on time. time. That bitch always. is always on time. It is always on time. Um, it's not so much a football um, uh, conversation. Because the 76ers had invited Deion Sanders to come talk to the 76ers um, basketball team. Give them a little, you know, give, they had a bunch of young players on the team. Want, give them a pep talk. Coach Prime is dope at that. If you want anybody yeah, no, to talk that is, But that's players, weird to bring it into, of all organizations, to bring it to Philly. Because Philly need to get their own shit together before they try to bring in somebody to speak to them. Right. So, um like I said, this is not so much a foot. It, it involves Coach Prime, who is this is the football part of it. But it, it, it still involves football. J.J. Reddick got upset and said that what has happened to the sanctity of the locker room, this stuff shouldn't be um, blasted out to the public, yada, yada, yada. Um, he's just taking advantage of the situation and the team. Blase, blah, blase, blah. My problem is the locker room has never been, quote unquote, that's, you know, that sacred. We did we not just watch the last dance? Didn't they have locker room for the Jeanette? I mean, you can go back like, to you can go back to the Jets situation with, with Geno Smith. We found oh, no, out no, about no. that the day after happened. I'm just gonna hit. I'm just gonna stay basketball just so J it makes JJ Reddick look more like a dummy before I even go to the football side of it. Shit, go to the Gilbert Arena situation. We found out about that the day after it happened. Nigga brought a fucking gun to the motherfucker. Never mind. But this is this is a larger issue. Is that a lot of people have a problem with Coach Pride. I don't know what their issue is, but they have a very big problem with him and how he has been. He's basically become media. He's becoming. Yeah. See, even little body Big Fro thinks it. She was like, "See, yeah." She know what's popping. She know. She know who her daddy is. 
And so once again, this is another week where someone has to put Deion Sanders' name in their mouth for no reason. Which then turned into my like I'm going into my quarterbacks, young quarterback stuff. Um, they had a conversation. Who's the second best quarterback in the country? And it was like, if you had to pick between Drake May and Shador Sanders, who would you take? And I had a problem with this because Drake May, this is my personal opinion. This does not mean you like it or love it or dislike it or anything like that. Drake May has done absolutely nothing because the same arguments that were made for Shador saying that, well, he's not that good because he was playing at Jackson State. Who has Drake May played against? Nobody. Nobody. The ACC is not that good the last couple of years he's been playing in it for you to sit there and be like, oh, no. There's a, he should be the second best quarterback in the draft. And the only reason why they do this is because he's 6'4", 235 pounds. Yep. And they do what most people do. Oh, he's just like – he's built like Josh Allen. This, mm-hmm. he's that. And they, they put comparisons on people, and then you base – they base their, their projections based on the comparison of the player. And to put it in retrospect for everybody, they played South Carolina, Appalachian State, Minnesota, Pitt, and Syracuse. Okay. They, play the U, they play the U tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not comparing the HBCU to an ACC. I'm talking about competition, period. The ACC, we can all agree, if we're going to talk about the Power Five conferences, it's a bottom two. Yep, sure is. So that's all I'm saying. And I'm pretty sure there's a few HBCU teams that can be some ACC teams. And if we're going to talk about what – and if we're going to talk about what Shador Sanders was doing this season compared to what Drake May is doing this season, we can see that Shador is playing better, not by a lot, but he's playing better than Drake. He's May. playing better against better competition. Yeah, so that's, that's quite literally. Like, let's, do, let's see what happens when when Drake May plays against a you know a USC type. Like let let me just look. Let me see. Looking at the rest of their schedule, right? This is the rest of North Carolina's schedule. They played the U this weekend, then they got Virginia, then Georgia Tech, then Campbell, then Duke, then Clemson, then North Carolina State. Who the fuck are they playing this year? Right. Like, like Clemson, on most, most years, Clemson would have been that one, but Clemson not even ranked this year. Drake, I mean, like I said, I said you don't got to agree with it. I just haven't seen nothing on – there's nothing to tell me that Drake may – uh, picks and drops. He been ball. Hey, who's he's playing with? Better and on top of not just he's still playing with better, a uh, better supporting cast than Shador. So let me pull up. I just I just got to do it. I want to pull up this comparison because just because it came up in in this conversation, now I just got to see it. What so, um? So now I got it. I'm about to do it because it like I don't. I don't disagree entirely, but I do at the same time. And I'm about to and I'm about to do it. Cause I like, you know, facts over everything. 
I'm sorry. I don't do analytics. I don't do none of that shit. I want bona fide ass, true ass facts. So Drake May currently on this upcoming season has thrown for 1,629 yards, eight touchdowns, four interceptions with an 85.6 QBR, which is ninth in the country. Phenomenal. Yep. Great. All right. Jamar right Sanders, too. on the other hand, has thrown for 2,020 yards, 16 touchdowns, and two interceptions, but he has a 70.3 QBR, which is 36. People are going to look at that QBR stat and be like, oh, well, QBR is just not as efficient as Drake May because look at his QBR. Well, again, if I take the competition that Shador has played against versus the competition that Drake May has played against, give me Shador at that number two spot every single time because he's done this against better competition. Let me see Drake May against TCU. Let me see Drake May against USC. Let me see him against against, um, Oregon upcoming. Like, Let me see that before we start trying to bash this man. Because if Drake May was him, like he just said – why does Shador have double the amount of touchdowns and two less interceptions in the same amount of games played? And that's not, like I said, and he's his, and like Shador's supporting cast is not as good as North Carolina. No, it's not. And he and the coaching. He also does have Mac Brown. I'm not like discrediting like Deion Sanders, but he has Mac Brown. And Mac Brown is a damn good coach who's been doing this college football coaching a lot longer than Dion. So he understands a few different concept conceptual things to do that. Coach Sanders knows, but he's putting together a little bit differently right now. So there's like a lot of other factors in play here. And not to mention, Drake May has been in North Carolina for three years. Yeah. Three and like, years. And again, this is not this is not like us like bashing on Drake no, May. Like Drake, Drake May also has phenomenal. He has some one of the better wide receiver trios in college football. Like he has a really good set of receivers who are. He's got at least two guys that are going to be drafted in the NFL. Hundred percent. Michael Penix is not playing like the best QB in the fucking country. And Mike and now, Penix, Michael Penix is playing pretty damn good though. He's playing great football, but let's not do like I've been seeing people overhype this dude literally all goddamn season, bro. And like, if you're gonna sit up there and say that he's been he's been playing like the best player, like the best player in the country, then what happened last game? What happened against UCLA? Because so, that was a bad loss. Michael Penix, for the sake, please of come up with an excuse for that. Um, 1,999 yards, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 91.6 QBR. That's currently yeah. what he's looking at. So, and Penix you know, got three NFL wide receivers he's throwing to. Yes. And I'll, I'll give Penix this. I'll give Penix this credit because when I see him play, he does throw the best deep ball out of all of them. But at the end of the day, short game. One game. One game against a bad, against a bad UCLA unranked team. Yeah, that speaks a lot. That, that kind of speaks volumes. Considering that yeah, the I other thought, team, no, their last other, game was against Arizona, that, or that you no, know, um, Colorado player or uh, who played Arizona? I think Colorado played Arizona last. Yeah, he's about Washington, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, Washington. Right Washington, Washington, Washington. They, 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 their last loss came to UCLA, a bad UCLA team. Like it's, that UCLA team is not good. Let's be completely honest, right? So yes, one game speaks volumes. Everybody wanted to build their narrative off Shador for getting blown out by Oregon, and then he bounces back the next the next game, and what happened? Oh, oh, oh he's back. He's back. Oh, he has a great – Oh, no, they didn't lose. That's what I'm saying. Like, Washington's last game was against Arizona on September 30th is what I'm saying. Yeah. They haven't played UCLA yet. They yeah, don't they play UCLA, UCLA this year. They play Oregon, Arizona State, no, Stanford, maybe. USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State. They don't even play UCLA this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Washington lost. No, no, they didn't lose yet. I mean, they didn't no. look good against Arizona. No, I mean, Penix still had 363 yards passing. Like he still 
you know, but he didn't have any touchdowns, no rushing right. or um passing touchdowns in that game. But yeah. they still, I mean, they won by what six? I think it was well seven, they won they won by seven thirty-one twenty-four, something like that. Yeah, they won by six. But I mean, he was thirty to forty for three sixty-three, which is still pretty damn good, minus the fact that there were no touchdowns. He's only but got. And he's got two interceptions on the year, too, which is, you know. But Trent, I wasn't there. I was thinking about it. If Penix has been wilding, then what has Shador Sanders been doing? That's a, yeah, answer that question. If Penix is wilding, what is Shador Sanders doing? Because against USC, right? Against USC, which which is everybody talking about, you know, Caleb Williams being that guy and how good USC is. 30 30 of 45 for 371 and four touchdowns against USC. And we said this. Had Colorado had an actual running back and a running game, they win that game. You literally just said that he was that he would he would be a best at QB two. Right, but my thing is you don't think it's QB two, but Drake man's like that. So how? Like his trick. We had this conversation. I don't get that logic there. I was telling them, like, look, Caleb Williams might be the better athlete between him and Shador, but if you're talking about playing the quarterback position. Shador is a better quarterback. Does it mean he's not that he's not that athletically? They're not on the same level. No, they're not. But Shador, the way he reads the defense, the way he can stand in the pocket, extend the plays, like even against who was it? Who was that last game? The USC, the U, the last USC game. Our, um, the last USC game. Arizona. When they went in overtime, who was that against? Mm-mm, I'll tell you in just a second. It's pulling up as we speak. Um, they played Arizona State, right? Arizona mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, San Jose State. No, Arizona State. No, no, no Arizona State. No. Yeah. Arizona State. Yeah, sorry. Arizona, yeah. State. Arizona State. He he saved himself on a lot of different things because because of his legs, not because of his arm and his eyes. There were receivers open in the play, like for, they could not cover. Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice. Oh, no. So it was Arizona. That's why that schedule mm-hmm. jacked me up because Washington was on a bye week. That's It was fucking mm-hmm. me up. I was like, they both couldn't have played Arizona last week. Yeah. So Washington was on a bye. So they last played week, yeah. Arizona and win the triple overtime, uh, USC, that is. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams had 219 yards in that particular game. Looking at the splits now, I mean – But again, here's the funny thing, right? Let's talk about this real quick, right? Arizona is a lesser team than Colorado, right? Do we all agree? Yeah. Like, okay. Why was the score score 43 to 41 against Arizona? And it was 48 to 41 against Colorado. And they should have, and they were losing. Just want to, like, I'm not, look, I'm not saying Caleb is not a good quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. We're, nobody bad, nobody's bashing Caleb Williams, but we've got to stop putting him in this conversation like he's the next greatest thing smoking. Right, and that's all. It's, it's like there's we just talk, you just said it too, Mel. Like we've got to give these young cats a chance to actually let's let them get to the fucking league first. Right. Thank you. Let them get to the damn like, league why, first. Why let them do something first, bro. Like, cats. like we're putting we're putting the fact that just your favorite person that we've been talking about this whole show and Colin Cowherd, the fact that. Caleb Williams is in some of his hierarchies of quarterbacks already. Bad, so and he ain't set foot on an NFL field yet. Is blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, too bad, no. so sad. Um, but this is the this is the thing, right? Because everybody, like I said, everybody want to talk about Michael Penix, and I know I was, I know I was, you know, out of the out of left field, 
uh, at left field with the whole USC, uh, UCLA thing. But it's like, still, who have they played? Boise, Tulsa, Michigan State, California, and Arizona. Arizona is probably the best competition you guys have played. The next, this this coming up Saturday, I'm going to be real interested and going to be locked into this game because I'm going to see if you guys, if my, if Washington State is going to be able to step up to the challenge that is Oregon, right? But, mm -hmm. like, I mean, but then, but then you got USC, right? And then you got Utah. Right. And then you got Oregon State, who I think can actually beat Washington. I'm not even going to lie to you. So it's like I, everybody wants to put all this stuff on Michael Penix. Right. Like I said, he throws a great deep ball. And I'm not going to take anything away from him. But when you look at levels of competition, Sador has played some of the best type of competition. Right. Michael Penix has yet to play the best type of competition. Yet. Drake Mann has yet to play the best type of competition. We've seen Shador against some of the best against some of the best defense, against some of the best competition in the country. We have yet to see that from Drake May yet. We have yet to see so, that from, from Michael Penix. Yet. Because when we see hey, that, favor, um, then we Mel, can judge. Do me a favor. Put, put Micah's comment back up there because as soon as he said that, my brain was immediately like he hit a fucking nail on the head. All right, let's play this game. He Most quarterbacks that win the Heisman don't go on to last in the NFL. Let's just, take, let's just play this game for just a second. Joe Burrow, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, RG3, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, Matt Leinart, and that's going from the 2000s to now. All of those quarterbacks. Who was the most successful out of all those quarterbacks that I just named off right now? Say it again. So, currently, you got Bryce Young, Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, RG3, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, Matt Leinart, Carson Palmer. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Of, of all of those quarterbacks, who – okay, so Lamar Jackson was 2016. Yep. Oh, I forgot, I forgot Kyler Murray in 2018. I forgot the toddler. He kind of popped up and disappeared. Still Lamar Jackson. But well, the point know, is – so, okay, so, kind of so since Lamar in 2016, we've had Baker, Kyler, Joe Burrow, and Bryce Young, and then Caleb Williams, obviously, last year. We have these five other quarterbacks. Now, Baker is still playing in the NFL. We know this, and he's you know he's doing well. Kyler is trying to come back. Joe Burrow has been to a Super Bowl, so you know, we're not going to not, not knock Joe Burrow for that. But there's validity to what Micah's comment just said. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, RG3, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. Most of, most in, of the time. In, like, in totality, that's what, one? That's one MVP? Right. One NFL MVP from all the names I just did? One? And it was Cam? Literally one. You had a Super Most, Bowl appearance from Cam Newton. I would say I think that's the only Super Bowl appearance, too, from that group. Now, you did have playoff wins. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston both have playoff wins. RG3 has yep. been in the playoffs. Manziel's been in the playoffs. Yep. Sam Bradford had three three ACL injuries. Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow has a playoff victory. Matt mm -hmm. Leonard had, a, I think he had a couple playoff wins. And then Carson Palmer was Carson Palmer. We know he had them stacked Bengals teams, and they just kind of couldn't get over the hump of right. the gauntlet that was the, the North at the time. The AFC. So yeah. – so there's validity to what he just said when it comes to quarterbacks and winning the Heisman. Because you notice, right, C.J. Stroud is not on this list. And what's C.J. Stroud doing as a rookie right now? Ball. Just, you know, and I'm not saying he's going to be the best of this no, bunch. He's, but, no, he's but, playing but, but the point is, what he said was perfect because it's true. Most of your – Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a Heisman. Tom Brady doesn't have a Heisman. Aaron Rodgers don't have a Heisman. Peyton Manning don't have a Heisman. Like – yeah, no, it's husband don't really mean shit. No, it just it means, means you was the best player in college football. Uh, that's literally all it means. You was the best player in college. It don't mean nothing because you can't. It don't, that doesn't mean that you being the best player in college means it translates 
to you being the best player in NFL. Now, no, nobody fucking cares at the end of the goddamn day. Nobody cares because you're. It's not people playing for a spot. It's not people playing for it's, no. These right, niggas are playing for money. <laughs> They're playing for livelihood. So, but the thing, yeah, is, it's different. But see, I don't. This is I don't think that's true because we don't. We know, don't know that. We don't know what Caleb is going to be. We don't know like, what Caleb is going to be. Everybody because wants to sit up here and put Patrick Mahomes star on him. Oh, he's like Patrick Mahomes. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes. We didn't even know what Patrick Mahomes was going to be. Patrick Mahomes was not playing like this when he was at Texas Tech. Like, come on, bro. Like, if we if he was playing like this and had all the weapons and stuff like that when he was at Texas Tech, they would have fucking done something. They would have won, but he wasn't. The reason why they took him is yeah, because they no. see something in him. And it's, you can say coming out of I mean, college all you want to, but that doesn't matter. No, look, no, I can tell you field. this right now. Coming out of college, Caleb was an RG3 coming out of college. Coming out of college? No. Caleb Williams is not RG3. No, Caleb Williams ain't even Vince Young coming out of college. Um... I don't even know what that means. No, he said, okay, so if we're playing that game, right, okay, Caleb Williams is supposed to, is tentatively the projected number one, the projected number one overall pick, right? How what, is he better than RG3 coming out of college? Like, what has, you know, but here's my thing. What has Caleb Williams done in college outside of winning the Heisman? Has he been to the nails and lose to Utah twice? That's has he been done. to the college football playoff? Has he played the national championship? The answer is no to both. But he's this is supposed to be the next great quarterback. The, the next playoffs. You know, he's painted his nails and he lost to Utah twice. That's what he's done. Listen. That's the significance of his career as of right now. Let's be completely honest. You so, you can't say yeah. you can't you you I uh, trying to judge a college football play a college quarterback passer in college is crazy because no it took how long did it take for somebody to break Colt Brennan's record at Hawaii? At this point, RG three and. Hold Caleb on. Williams have done he the said, exact same thing. Paul said that Caleb Williams is a better passer. RG3 has one of the best deep balls we have ever seen. One of the most accurate deep balls. Like, RG3 was like that. He was just, he was ahead of his skis from an athletic perspective and got himself fucked up. RG3 yeah. had a phenomenal deep ball. If we ask him that question, what did Caleb Williams do? Because like, they're the same. Look at, you're gonna say at this list, on the right? same level. Yeah, He's like not. let's just let's just look at this Heisman list. Bryce Young has been to the national championship. Devontae Smith, national championship. Joe Burrow, like national championship. Baker Mayfield, college football playoff. Like, what do you mean? Like, what have you done, Caleb Williams? You ain't even been to the college football playoff yet. And the college football playoff has been around for a you good minute now. Opportunities to do. Yeah. You haven't even won your conference year. yet. Like coming out of college, would you say you lost to Caleb Williams coming out of college is better than Deshaun Watson? No, Deshaun no. just came off of beating Alabama in the national championship. He oh, like no. He's not even better than Trevor Lawrence coming out of college. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I love that a lot because that, that's a great one, but yeah, he's not in that conversation with Deshaun Watson like, because it's not Deshaun Watson didn't buckle when the pressure got big in college. Hello. Caleb Williams got his ass handed to him by Utah. Twice in your own conference. Twice. Watching, no, it's not. Watson beat no, it's an not. Alabama team that gave us eight high draft pick players off of that squad. That Alabama squad gave us eight high round draft picks. Deshaun so coming out in the national championship with Hunter Renfro. 
How do you mean how he's not in that combo? Because he is yet he has he is yet to accomplish the same thing that those quarterbacks he hasn't have, accomplished have accomplished anything but a Heisman in college. Right now, the la- right now, the lasting impression of Caleb Williams for college is he's gonna be in that Heisman House commercial now. No, the last impression, this is the last impression of Caleb Williams. You painted your nails and got your ass beat by Utah twice. That's that it. too. So nobody talks about the Heisman gang. I know. If that's the case, then, then if that's the case, then we can't talk about USC because USC squad is fucking insane. That's nuts. Come on, man. Like you can't you can't say that. Like that's that's also just like saying, okay, so that Joe Burrow LSU squad was stacked, so it didn't matter. So that Bryce Young Alabama squad was stacked, so that don't mean nothing. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray's Oklahoma squad was damn good. They just didn't finish the job. And, Baker Mayfield and, had that same Alabama squad with similar people, and so like, yeah. so that's like, the case. So I'm that's willing the to case, put Lamar. Man. I'm willing to put Lamar over Caleb because Lamar's talent level compared to where it was to where Caleb's talent level as far as team wise is nowhere near the same. Lamar, right, Lamar, like, like and, and Lamar did that everything he did in college without near with, the weapons that came with, with. Like I said, the talent level compared to teams is nowhere near the same when you talk about a USC and a fucking Louisville compared to what Lamar did and what Caleb did. Throwing off his fucking back foot, all inaccurate and shit like that. He is, has great weapons and great receivers that are going to come look, down with it. They're going to make plays for him. If we're going to rank, if Lamar, what is the is Lamar Jackson the top five college quarterback? Of all time, no. no, 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 he's not. No, okay, because I would because the argument, the I mean, the argument for that one would be, I mean, you would you would have to put it. He would he wouldn't even be over a guy like Tim Tebow, as far as in college. If we're talking, if you're saying coming out of college, Lamar no, is not, not a top five quarterback all time in college no, football. That is insane. No, it's not. No, it's not. That is crazy. That's wild. That's an insane take. Come on, dog. Like that is niggity nut. That's um, insane take. You hijacked. We talking about somebody. We talking about somebody who hasn't who hasn't won a national championship compared to other players who have not only won Heisman but national championships in the same year. No. You can't say Tebow is not top five. Like with his accolades alone is top five. Oh, especially yeah. what especially what he did in college like oh, that man is a legend in college that man is a legend in college like i don't i don't care what he did in the nfl that man is forever a legend yeah, in college like, football you're talking college bro college and pro are not the same he said a bigger slow and you would be absolutely correct he is a bigger slower fucking version of Taysom hill that doesn't negate what he did in college at all what did Taysom hill do in college <laughs> Nothing. i don't even know what Taysom hill went to I don't either. Actually, I actually have no idea. And I, I normally know this though. I actually have no idea. Oh, dang! No one, Not no one takes him. He went to like BYU or some shit. Hey, probably. I'm fine to take Taysom. Taysom's still in there. He's still in the in the league. Goddamn it! Hey, okay. Yeah, Taysom's, Taysom's still. My, I like Taysom Hill though. Uh, I like he did. Taysom Hill. Did go to BYU. He did. Yeah. Go to BYU. Okay. Yeah. 2012 BYU. Says I don't play. You don't. That's we. This is why we have. What did I just uh, say? This is <laughs> this is why we have the fucking problems that we have. You have to look. If we're going to just base it strictly off people's talents, then everybody's top five would look completely different. Tom Brady can't be in your top five then. Mm-hmm, no, he was not you can't. Nate Manning can't mm-hmm. be in your top five. Michael mm-hmm. Vick is your is your number one quarterback. If we're basing it, 
off of their talents. Has to be. Hell, has that to is be. And, and Jamarcus Russell will fuck around and be in your top 15 based off of oh, talent. Oh, most definitely. Based off talent. Absolutely. You play for accolades, dog. Like, but that is crazy. Like, accolades plus talent is what makes people. That's what accolades makes plus talent great. is what equals that's most of these cats and why great. they have gold jackets. That's exactly that's why. Like, that's what on. makes your career a career. We're going to have to do something, bro, because what you just said was wild. Insane. Crazy. I, I, I Insane. thought it was comical, but, you know, it's cool. Most accurate thing you said was <laughs> taste of intensity. <laughs> Yeah, like the Taysom Hill shit, you nailed that shit to the wall. I'll give you that. Oh, oh no, but hey, you know what? But you know, like really look at those. Now, Taysom, 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 no, Taysom Hill throws Taysom is a Taysom better thrower. He's a yeah. better thrower than Tim Tebow. That, Taysom that's not, a better ball than Tim Tebow. But Tim hey, Tebow is a much better runner than Taysom Hill. Tim, no, I think he is. I think he's a better runner than Taysom Hill. I think Taysom's a better passer, but I think Tebow's a better runner. You but you're not catching Taysom Hill. Taysom, once hey, he look, break but out, you, but on, you might on. not tackle Tebow. He might run you some- <laughs> um, in the red zone. Who you want to tackle? Tebow, Taysom Hill is Taysom Taysom Hill. Hill. If, if I get a take, if you're asking me who I want to hit, I'm fucking Tebow up. I don't want to. I don't want to hit Tim Tebow in the red y'all. zone because you on the one yard line. If you telling me you got one yard Taysom, game, because Taysom Hill over Tim Tebow one yard game because Taysom Hill faster than Tebow. That's debatable. No. No, Taysom Hill, that's a big, fast white boy. He going to fuck you up. He going to turn that corner and beat you. And he's not scared of contact. I mean, even with Tebow, Tebow ran smack into contact. But Tebow used to, at times, he would think like a quarterback. Taysom Hill don't Tebow think became a, Tebow went from quarterback to running back in no time. Yeah. But hey, you my did, boy Tebow played tight end, too. So I'm yeah. trying to tell you, he did that, too. He did, he did try to play tight end. <laughs> Andy was probably, he did try to play tight end. Hey, you know what? Yeah. If Tim Tebow would have came out in this modern NFL, Tim Tebow would have a place. I'm not gonna lie to you. Not- he would have a place in the, bro. Put Tim Tebow in this in the RPO system. Come on, Tim Tebow in the RPO system might not. <laughs> I mean, leave Aaron Hernandez out this conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, oh I almost choked on my wife. Oh, shit. oh, shit. oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, hey, hey. man. That was funny. No, but it's true. Like, it, it got to be something, cause okay, cause man, especially after watching that, uh, especially after watching the Florida, like Florida documentary. I'm not gonna lie, no. Tebow had to have CTE coming into Florida because it was cool. What he was willing to put up with, no, you had this to man put up with that, that roster alone was insane that he had Bro, to deal with. Insane. Oh. The type See, I, of insanity was, was wild with that, with that roster. Yeah, that CTE do got But it's crazy because this is how our dope our show is. Without even knowing, it's going to segue right into Percy Harvin and his high ass from the Florida, from them damn Florida teams. This motherfucker right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that he can come out and say there wasn't a game not every other game, not a couple games. He said there wasn't a game, speaking of CTE, where he wasn't high. And I used to feel bad for Percy Harvin because of the migraines and the shit that he was going through. Now I, realize, now I realize his ass was high all the time, and that's why he was getting clapped on the field. I mean, And it means he probably was dehydrated, too. Hey, I mean, they probably... They probably, I mean, with 
they, they was telling him to figure it out. We're gonna, do it. we're gonna we're gonna hit this live on tick on TikTok. We're gonna have to do this. It, was it sounds like, you want, it sound like you want to come after me, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, if I was looking at the three of us, I probably would come after me too. But that's cool. It's all good. That's why we're here. But no, nah, it's just it's 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 interesting when you when you when you when you hear these these old players come out and you're like, yeah, bro, like, like, yeah, the coaches made me smoke weed. They told me to smoke weed. They was telling me to smoke weed every before every game. Like, it's just like, well, I mean. And I get it, right? Like some coaches, you got you got to protect your investment, right? But it's like I got a story. I got a story when you finish. It's like how many, how many times, how many times we go hear this shit, and for only for people to come out and be like, oh well, if you did this or he did TP did this different, it's like well, we know that coaches and that team personnel, team directors, whatever case may be, have cold players. Hey. We know that you might, you know what I'm saying? You know, you might not indulge, but you're going to smoke this blunt today, gang, because we need you on the field. And I know you got some ailments. We're not going to just pump, pump, gonna be pump you up with all kind of uh, opioids and shit. So take yeah. a little joint here. Go to the back. <laughs> we'll see it, you ain't even, <laughs> no, it ain't even about it ain't even about pain management. I'm going to this story time. Story time. Hey, with story time. Welcome back. Story time with OG now. So I was in college, right? And my roommate and I, we we both have family that played in that play in the NFL. Um, I'm not going to mention names because I'm not trying to get this player in trouble, even though he doesn't play anymore. But he know who he is. My roommate know who he is. It is what it is. He came um, to one of our practices, spring ball, and anybody who knows me knows the story. So I can tell y'all off. I can tell y'all off there. But spring ball, we in spring ball, um, this NFL player came with another NFL player. They both played um, for the same team, came through. I'm, you know, we're sitting in the living room, we chopping it up. And then they pull out the blunt. I don't smoke. So I'm sitting there like, yo, like, don't you play in the league, bro? Like, you shouldn't do drug tests. He was like, oh, nah, they tell you when the drug test is, yada, yada, yada. And as long as you pass the first drug test, they don't they don't drug test you during the season. I didn't know that. Well, so, we had a couple of players pop on some random drug tests for you know no, having phenomenal. Is, no, no, this is there's no such thing as a random drug test in the NFL. There's no such thing. If you get drug tested during the season, it's because you failed the drug test in minicamp. But like they said, like. The player that I was talking to, I was like, bro, like, what do you mean? He said, nah. He said, it'll be like January. They'll tell you, yo, there'll be a drug test. There's going to be a secret drug test April 15th at 3 o'clock. Uh, let's make sure you're ready. This is what happens. And I was like, so I'm like, so when, so you just smoke. He said, once you pass, he said, once you pass that first drug test, you good. They don't, they don't never come back to you until the next season. So I always get mad when I hear dudes like Randy Gregory and all them, when they get caught smoking weed and they fail drug tests, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. There is no, they, it is, the NFL drug policy is idiot proof. Like, <laughs> it's, it's even more idiot proof now because they're not even tested for weed no, no more. So it's, it's, it's done. Wait, wait, Mel, look, wait, because this is the funniest thing ever, right? This is the funniest thing ever. The piggyback off Sir Mel's story right here, right? 
it's funny because um I also have some family members, some some uh, some really close friends that play in the NFL, right? And you know, they 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 will come back uh from time to time and you know, we do the do, right? You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I also learned uh that method as well, right? That they don't they they only test you one time. You got to pass that one time, you're good. Coke steady, everything smooth, smooth sailing, right? So <laughs> there was a um, somebody that was close to us, particular somebody. I'm not going to say his name. I'll, I'll divulge that off air, off air. But there was somebody that I knew that was close to particular somebody um, that was constantly getting popped for uh, cannabis, right? Uh, very prominent name. Uh, a lot of people know him. But basically, long story short is every time. <laughs> Every time he got the notice for the test, disregarded it. Didn't care, said, fuck it. I don't care about this. none of that. <laughs> none of it, okay? I'm talking about like this. Now, <laughs> over the shoulder, somebody fire up. You feel Damn. me? Like, type shit. So I'm, I, I just got to thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that all he got to do is pass this motherfucker one time, Jenny? That's it. And, and that's it, right? And this was me being young, still not understanding, right? So I'm talking to my homie, I'm like, all he gotta do is pass it one time. And he's like, Yeah, bro, all he gotta do is pass it one time, and he's good. But he just just so in his head, he just don't give a fuck about it, bro. I'm just like, I'm like, but once at the beginning of the like, that's it. That's just once. He's like, Yeah, bro, just once. That's it, bro. I'm just like, wow, you niggas are really dumb as all hell, bro. Y'all are you, dumb as all hell. If you get caught using drugs in the NFL, you're an idiot. Because they make, they give you, they literally give you the answers to the test. They, and, and you want to know why I was so shocked? You guys want to know why I was so shocked? It's because it's just like college. It was just like the NCAA. One time, that's it. Boom, one time. And they barely test for, for cannabis. One time, that's it. And if you get caught, it's like, bro, how? They give a two-week notice. They, they put to, it on your dorm room. And to make it worse, it's not that they just test for it. It only has to be a certain level in your system. Literally. And the system and the level is high as fuck. <laughs> it's like a penis to the room. Like you don't know how it's it's insane when you learn the logistics. You don't know how high or how full of drugs you have to be to pop for a fucking drug test. It's actually crazy. You know what I'm you saying? You would have to smoke a fucking blunt an hour before the goddamn test. At least not even. Not even one. Like you would have to smoke like five an hour before the test for them to be like, God damn, hold on. What is this? Like if you, even if you smoke one, and this is just crazy, right? We'll go ahead. Quick story time, right? This is why it was so funny. We're at, I'm, I'm in college, right? Going up, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to Iowa. Me and my boy, right? We're we linked up with all of our other homies. We sit up there. We smoking to them like there's no fucking tomorrow, right? Next thing you know, right? He get a notice on his goddamn on his goddamn door, right? I I, I just transferred in. You feel me? I'm coming from JUCO, so I'm good. He get a notice on his door. Drug test at the end of the week, six a.m. Don't don't be late, right? And like I said, we just sat there and we smoked like the like there ain't no fucking tomorrow, right? And so he looking at me. He like, bro, what am I gonna do, bro? Like I don't. I, I don't, you feel me? I, I really don't smoke like that. You feel me? Like, we just stacked our smoke. Like, you feel me? So I'm like, oh, bro, don't worry about it. I got you. I said, I got you. I said, this is the thing, bro. This is where they fucked up at. They gave you a notice. We know exactly how many days we got. Yeah. You feel me? And long story short, you know what I'm saying? I put them through a nice little regimen. If you guys ever need the regimen, just let me know. I'll give it to you backstage. But I put them through a nice little regimen. Next thing you know, clear. Nothing in his system. I'm telling you, 
you got to work the magic, man. But it's just crazy, bro, because they literally give you a notice. They literally tell you, like, hey, this is when this is coming. And they, the cold part about it is the coaches, they look directly at the motherfuckers who they know damn they're going to fail. Like, hey, yeah, hey, <laughs> we got drug tests coming up this week. Hey, look, see, there's drug least, test coming up this week. Tell them they hit you with, they hit you with, the, with the grandpa glass. Look, look, look. Hey, 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 four days. Hey. Four days. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Two days. Look, you, and you, it's you crazy. You've been drinking water? Two days. Don't, don't play with me. You just said they got this is Monday. You got till Friday. The NFL don't do it like that. Them, it be January. It be January. Them niggas hit you up. Yo. So like May 15th, you're gonna have a random drug test. Yeah, no. Nah, May 15th. Yep, two o'clock. All right, man. Just that easy. It's not even like college where you go to your dorm room and you see it at like 30 at night after you was just out getting fucked up all goddamn night, right? Nah, your agent called you like, hey, yo, what's up, my boy? How you doing? You chilling? Yeah, I know you're here, but I know you probably doing some fuck shit. It's okay. It's all good. But just know, in about three, four months, you're going to have this random ass drug test at this date, this time. You feel me? This person going to be there. So uh, just make sure you're cool. You feel me? And that's it. And these dumb ass niggas want to sit up there and be like, oh, man. Hey, hey, yeah, fire it up real quick, dog. Fire it up. Yeah, yeah, fire it up real Mind quick, dog. You. My fuck the dude that I was in that my my roommate's homeboy never got caught ever, not one fucking time. And this yeah. nigga smoked like crazy. And I look, yeah. that's I, why nobody gave a shit when Aaron Rodgers on his ashwagandha in the fucking summertime. Look, yeah. if this one thing, okay, never story time. I'm this sorry, nigga, ayahuasca. Wrong, wrong a word. No, see, <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> I'm a, just so you know, my, the guy I'm talking about, same team. Mm. They was on a retreat together. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't play. They no, didn't I'm, play just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being. They didn't funny play together. It's funny as hell to me. They was vacationing I'm together for sure. When we, I, when we get off, I'll, I'll tell you who it was. Um. And shout out, you know, Dez had me cracking up on Monday night. You didn't have to laugh at Peyton Head like that. Hey, nah, that shit was funny as fuck. The Manning so, cast was on 10. I didn't want to say nothing, but Dez, you have to do that, bro. Yeah, to keep up. We had to do that, man. Nah, damn, Dez, Dez fired that boy all the way up. <laughs> um, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, let me know. I'm not even going to start. I'm not even gonna I got to see if I can get him on the pod. Oh shit, I'm not even gonna start, man. Him and Steve Smith, man. They gotta come on because that'll be great. Um, where are we at? Because we because the pod went off the rails. Um oh man. Uh where are we at now? <clears throat> well, so it depends on what kind of time constraints you on. We still got the 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 Dak criticism, the Joey yeah, Porter OBJ, the Byron Leftwich, and we still got our picks for the week. We gotta look, go. you know what? Fuck it. You know how we've been doing the last couple of weeks. We've been rocking out two and a half hours any goddamn way. You might as well keep pumping. Well, I mean, um, I mean, no, nah, go ahead. Because I, I think this Dak thing is going to be interesting. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. So, and this all comes back because last week, matter of fact, we definitely going to do this because this will happen last week where we couldn't get to um, the Rod the Rodney Harrison situation. Mm-hmm. And this is, this, is no, this is part two of what I said. I was gonna, I'm going to get racial with it. Um, Last week, Rodney Harrison called um, Dak Wilson garbage on national television. 
and ironically, the week after, Dante Whitner criticizes Dak Prescott. Yep, hard. And the responses were totally different, but the actions were exactly the same. Sure were. Um, everybody didn't have a problem with Rodney Harrison calling. I mean, I did. I don't I think did. I do too. I don't think you disrespect a player on national television. You can have your opinions on how that player is playing or how you feel about that player, which is 100% fine. But if you're going to have a face and you're going to be talking into a camera, there's ways to say it and there's ways not to say it. Mm-hmm. And Rodney Harrison took it a step further because he was trying to convince Chris Jones to, to agree with him and then double down on it on live television. And kudos to Chris Jones for not falling into the trap and sticking to what he, how he felt. Whether he was genuine in how he felt or he was being politically, politically correct, <clears throat> he stood ten toes down and said no. The kid is special. He just needs time to, you know, like we say, he just needs time to marinate, to get his stuff together so that he can be the player he's, you know, he's eventually going to be. The Dak Prescott thing came with Dante Whitner when he said pretty much the same thing. Prescott is not good. But the response was totally different because everybody's saying that Dante Whitner is wrong for saying what he said. And in my in my eyes, he is wrong for what he said, but so was Rodney Harrison. Absolutely. He wasn't wrong for saying it, he was wrong in the manner in which he said it. But I yeah, Dante Whitner was more that was more television friendly. Yeah. Than calling someone garbage on television. And it's and it's there's different levels to it, right? This is the thing that that, that I really don't like about former players or current players, whatever the whatever the case may be, coaches, whatever the fucking case may be. First of all, I don't like the whole anonymous shit. If you're gonna sit there and say something, be a man, stand behind your fucking words. Second of all, if you're gonna sit up there and criticize a player, being an ex-player yourself, you should have there should be a different way of decorum that you go about it. You're not Rodney Harrison. You shouldn't be on fucking national television. When you look at this guy, when you look at the film. He's garbage. This guy's horrible. Like, no, that's not that. That's not analyzing. A, that's not analyzing anybody. You're not sitting up there breaking down his game tape. You're not sitting up there and telling him what he needs to do better and what he could do better at this and what he could do better at that and and how to release the ball. Like, you're not doing that. What you're doing is you're trying to bash him in and trying to discredit him for the, the uh, for the things that he had struggled with and not even going to give him the room to the opportunity to grow to develop into the player that he needs to be. Right. <clears throat> And if you're gonna if you're gonna critique a player, if you're gonna criticize a player, then just go about it in a different way. Like everybody wants to say that they had a problem with the Steve Smith thing, but Steve Smith, in my opinion, didn't say anything wrong. He didn't come out and was like, "Oh yeah, Jerry Judy's ass, bro. He's trash." Like like LaShawn, like a like Lashawn McCoy on national television and first things first or speak out whatever the fucking show is. That is ass. Can I say ass on TV? That could ask, ask, like, bro, like, if you if you're gonna sit there and critique a player and you're gonna say that, like, I'm not gonna listen to you because what did you really say? Well, you didn't you didn't tell me nothing about. Oh, you had you're you're having barbershop talk instead of now. It's different if you want to be an analyst. If you want to be critical and analyze somebody, knock yourself out. But to say it in that in that derogatory manner that that it's been said about both of these players, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Like, we you're on TV to be an analyst. And in your job description, it does not say 
use certain words to describe certain people. It doesn't say no shit like that. Like, like if you can't be critical of somebody like without using essentially jabs like that, you might Don't need to reevaluate that. your job a little bit. Yeah, right. it's like you guys are analysts. You guys, they they asked you guys to give insight to the game because you guys have played it. They trust your insight more than somebody else's. So when you get up there and you're bashing this player, you're taking that time to bash this player, not critique them, not grade them on how they play, not break down their game and tell them where they can get better and where they need to work. Nah, this guy asks, bro. I love the um, Amazon Prime crew. I love the Thursday night Amazon Prime crew with, with Sherman and Fitzpatrick and Gonzalez and, uh, and Andrew Whitworth because they are exactly what you want from former players. And they're critical, but they're respectfully critical. Yes. And that's like, what I was exactly. going to get to because the argument before was that the announcers weren't football players or basketball players or whatever it may be. And they were being insensitive in what they were saying because they don't know what it takes to be in that locker room and on that field. So now we put you guys who were in the locker rooms, who were on those fields, in these prominent spots, and you're treating their players, who you used to be, worse than the people that you replaced. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy? And now, don't get me wrong, a lot of our, at least for football, not for basketball, some of, for football, no, most of our commentators were former players. They just yeah. played a lot longer ago, but they still played, you know, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, guys like your your Chris Collinsworth, your Phil Sims, like your Tony Romo now, like Troy Aikman, like these, you know, Moose when he was doing it, these guys played and they yeah. were still, and even, and this is why I, I still love Troy Aikman because he played for the Cowboys, but he is probably the most critical of Dak, of all, of all people, but he's honest about it. And it's not, it's still and not, he still never crosses the disrespect line with it. You know what I'm saying? Because constructive criticism is exactly what it is. That's what it should be. And when we, especially like when we have our conversations and we was like, when we was going back and forth about Justin Fields and we was talking about Zach Wilson, we were giving our opinions, but we also were giving ways that these guys can be fixed. Can be, can, can play better. We're not sitting up there saying, Oh, well, Zach Wilson is ass and he's just, he, he, he can't do nothing. He's just horrible. When you see him on tape, he just can't play, and he's just horrible. And like, no, we're not doing yeah. that. Ain't, ain't that right, GQ? Ain't, ain't, ain't Zach Wilson just horrible? You see him on tilt, but he just gotta be like, no, we're not doing that. We're sitting up there telling, hey, if they simplify the game, if they simplify the offense, if they bring some good weapons in for him, hey, Zach Wilson could be a very, a very good player in this league. Same for Justin Fields, simplify the offense, bring some solid weapons in for him. We can bring a really solid player in this damn league. We're not gonna sit up there and be like, man, Mel, man, Justin Fields, ass, bro, man, you see that guy, man, he can't even throw a motherfucking spiral. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're gonna sit up no, there and break down like, his game, analyze and, it, and tell him, and tell other players how he can get, how they can get better, and how they can expand and better their game. Like, yeah, because my thing is, don't be, is don't don't offer criticism and no solution. And that's because and that's, we got to quit acting like these cats that make it to the NFL are trash because they're not. You they're clearly good. showed a certain level of skill to be drafted, or you're an undrafted player who proved themselves, whichever case, whichever way you went. But you made it to a league where most people don't. You're talking about the one percent. Yeah. So, so it's like yes. Amongst your peers, you are not where we thought you should be based on where you were drafted or based on your production. That's how it should be looked at. Not, oh, man, I could have. No, fam, you probably couldn't. That's probably why you were not in the league in the first place. Exactly. Look, look, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm gonna, like, I, I told, I told Mula just we had the same conversation. Look, when I was when I was home and I was mad at motherfuckers and I was watching TV and I was like, you know what? 
that motherfucker right there is ass. That's because I personally lined up against this bum ass nigga, Plexico Buds, and we went at it. And I know I'm better than Plexico Burns, and I will never ever not be better than Plexico Burns because be we like saw that. this in college. Yep, talking shit. Plexico Burns. Yeah, talking shit. Somebody Plexico add a new banner to the ticker and just put it. Just put male is better than Plexico. Let's just, yeah, just put that there and just run it across the bottom. Yeah. There's one player I knew I was better than that played in the NFL's Plexico. I'm better than a lot of them. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm still 30 years old and I feel like I play better corner better than a lot of these play, these cats in the league. I'm just saying. That was just my uh, I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm sorry. I, I'm a I'm a flag football <laughs> player. I didn't play football hey, past high school. I've been saying it. I've been so, saying it cool since it. I was in college, and I continue to say it. Call me right now. I'm ready. Give me 10 rounds with your best receiver, and I guarantee I'm coming out on top. I do not care who it is. You know what? Moolage this summer. You're gonna come down from the sidelines. The real movement and now one on one. We're gonna line up. We're gonna line up on the lines. We're gonna go to work. Let's get That'd it. Be we're gonna, we're gonna, live. Uh, yeah, we're gonna record it. We're gonna. We're probably gonna try to go live. Whatever the case may be. But it's, yeah, it's I gonna, gotta it's lose about fifteen pounds, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so, oh, let's get to Joey Porter and Odell Beckham. Um. Mr. Joey Porter Jr., I'm gonna need you to come to the front of the class. Um, this is fuck you, Andre. Maybe I ain't gotta do my boy like that. That's my nephew. I ain't gotta do my boy like that. They're not supposed to spill the beans, nigga. I know it's 25, nigga. Let that man be great. Shit. I know. Hey, let my boy be great, man. Shit. <laughs> you feel me? Really I'm sorry, but I'm really not sorry. This show ain't made for kids. We made that abundantly clear multiple times. So all right, I don't like all right, it. Damn. Like it. Let my man be great, man. They, you know what I'm saying? They only see him from the shoulders, nigga. Like you fuck the whole thing up. Oh, you mean like all yeah, them thirst traps, like them girls who post no IG, they see you just from the Yeah, I just I just I do it from here up, nigga. We good. Yeah. I can just oh, like man, they got pretty cleavage, but then you get below that shit, you're like yeah, yeah. Don't want to flex on the mail. That's how we do. We gonna stop playing with this. All he does this, man. All right. So, um, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, made a comment and said that Odell Beckham needs to go home and be a family man because he can't do this no more. And I would tell you, Mr. Joey Porter Jr., you wish that you have a career like Odell Beckham. Not to say that Odell Beckham's career is over, but yes, you got to pick on a very bad ball thrown by Lamar Jackson. Yes, you were covering Odell Beckham when it happened. Also, Odell coming off an injury, Odell. Yeah. So, eh, I'm not going to, but this goes back to the disrespect. A lot of this, some of these young players out here, we see it too much where they don't respect the people who came before them. Yeah. And I would expect more from him because I know who your dad is. Yeah. And and Joey Porter Jr., you ain't cut your teeth yet. Nothing. Because prom for prom, I'm telling you right now, you, you don't want that smoke with OBJ. I'll tell you that right now. No. No. You don't no, want, and I'm no. talking about like year two, year three, New York Giants, Odell. You you don't you, you don't want that kind of problem. 
Because he gonna route you up, have you? He gonna make you? He gonna make Joey Porter Jr. look like Eli Apple? He gonna ask you how you want it, and he gonna serve it to you just like that. Like, and that not to mention that that man Odell does have a Super Bowl ring. Should have had an MVP, but he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, Joey Porter, like, hey man, get you a couple of you know lead the league in interceptions. You know, just build you some accolades before you start talking. Like, like you wouldn't even a signature like, you player. You are the third cornerback on the Pittsburgh team. Let's not do this. Yeah, pump the brakes. Okay, let's easy, easy. Like when we talk about young cornerbacks, and I like Joey Porter Jr. when he's coming out of college. I still like him. Yeah, I don't, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I don't like when you don't put don't lean out in front of your skis, bro. Don't do it because what's going to happen now is you got to back that up because now they're going to start headhunting. And trust me. Y'all got to play the Ravens one more time. And if Odell gets you just one time, you gonna you're not gonna hit the end of it. Young Buck, you might as well go start a family, man. Go have a seat. Mm-hmm. And some of these other receivers that you have to play against, they hear stuff like that. They look up Zay, to Odell. Look, Zay Flowers, same y'all. Look, y'all both young. Zay Flowers might just get you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these receivers look up to Odell, so and they're not gonna take too kindly to you talking shit to their guy. So easy, pump the brakes. Um, staying with the Steelers. Yes, good, good, great, great caveat slash segue. This is great. Yeah, we we trying out. We trying. You know, that's why I said we we know what we doing over here. We know what we doing. All right, I had to um, the door. My dog started tripping. Yeah, I know mine's gonna trip here in a minute. Yeah, now mine outside chilling, so I ain't worried about it right now. Oh um, man. So news has come out that um, Byron Leftwich has reached out to the Pittsburgh Steelers um, about their offensive coordinating position or just something on the staff to help out. Oh no, he, he reached out to be their offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, he's not coming for that offensive coordinator job. Okay, um, I think that's exactly what they need, one hundred percent. What do you? How do you feel about that, GQ? Because oh, I mean, I'm I'm the one that sent it to y'all in the group, so I, I was on board with it. Like, you know, I, I was I love it. They might want to do something because like, y'all listen, got hockey fans. This, this how you know. This how yeah, I about to say Matt Canada was getting told that he need to be fired at the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey game. Hockey that, game. I believe that was the game opener too. Or the it was. Opener. It was the opening week. Season, it was the opening yes, week triple header, and they were yelling yep. "fire Matt Canada." They were yelling "fire" in a full stadium. Fire <laughs> Matt Canada. Okay. So you know Pittsburgh clearly. If you going, if you branching across sports, and they telling you to fire somebody. You're doing a bad job. There's some loyalty yes. going on in Pittsburgh. They, Pittsburgh fans love success, and Matt Canada ain't it. There right. show isn't. And I honestly, have a problem with this. Even if you bring in him to be, if you bring in Leftwich to start off as a quarterbacks coach, and then eventually he makes that move up, I'm okay with that. I, have I mean, with that one. honestly, I wouldn't doubt. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna because first of all, Tomlin already said there's gonna be changes, right? And I don't think any changes are gonna come to the offense immediately, which means there's probably gonna be changes in the front office. Right. There are already reports saying that Matt Canada was salty or he was pissed off that essentially Kenny Kenny Pickett changed the fucking play. Right. He called the, he called to Randy Moss for George Pickens, which is their basically. Did they score their, a touchdown. They they scored. They scored. Okay. That's not, hey. Fuck that. I don't care. Game winning touchdown too. At that, it was the game winning touchdown. That's my quarterback to do. So. That's exactly and what you want your quarterback to do. Exactly. So there are a lot of reports saying that Matt Canada was salty about that because he had a specific play call, but 
can't hey. see something different and call it right. hey. If you called a better game plan, maybe you wouldn't have to go resort to a quarterback calling hey. an audible for a game winning touchdown play. A lot see, of people have been calling for Canada's job because they feel like he's been hindering Kenny Pickett's that, success. Well, it's that part what you just said right there. If that if he got to the line of scrimmage with the play that you called and he saw what he saw and it ended up in a touchdown and you're mad, that's bad coaching. You need to lead that alpha. You need to lead that alpha male complex at home. Yeah, and they and, and there's truth to the report because literally after the play or during that replay, they showed a picture of Matt Canada in the press box while everybody's turning up, everybody's happy, everybody's celebrating. He's literally sitting there looking salty as shit. So you better go find you a find you a titty to suck on and shut the hell up. I tell, I tell my offense. I'm offense coordinator. Got the. Invaders t-shirt on today. Yes, sir. We got tryouts tomorrow. Um, I tell even when I was coaching, I was when I coach now, I coach before. I tell my quarterbacks, like, look, I'm not on the field. I can call the play, but if you see something different, go get it. I'm gonna trust you. If you're telling me that you are mad, that means you don't trust your quarterback. But if you're mad that he threw a touchdown. That lets me know that we have been that y'all have had conversations and he's been telling you whatever it is that you're doing does not work for him. Mm-hmm. And you're not listening. And all. you're not listening. That's as an offensive coordinator, this is what I do. If that's what's happening, there are your you have already had conversations with your quarterback and he expressed to you that yo, I see something different. Let me do it. And you're not you're not receptive to it, and that's a problem. That is bad coaching. If you are not willing to listen to the dudes that are on the field or girls, in my case, if you're not willing to listen, you're a bad coach. You're a horrible coach. It's funny that goes all the way back to the constructive criticism conversation we had. Mm-hmm. Okay, crazy. You you might have a you may see what the defense is doing from your little box in the sky, but it might not look like the same thing that the QB sees from the line of scrimmage, which is literally on the field. Because we know this for a fact, defenses are phenomenal at disguising coverages and blitzes and things. Guess what? Maybe I'm literally designing it to cover it up so that you in the box can't tell what I'm about to do. But me on the field, I can see, hey, that safety is creeping. We need mm-hmm. to we need to change X Y Z. Hey, you know that 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 out route we about? Nah, man, turn that thing into a post. Man. That, that safety coming down. Let's get behind it. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And things and it's not just eyes. You're upstairs. You just got eyes. He's on the field, mm-hmm. so he hears. So he throughout hears, the course of the game, he's feeling. He sees the, subtle movements. If I start seeing my linebacker shifting left or right, my safety's yeah. creeping. My corner instead of looking at the receiver is facing inside, looking at me. Oh, there's there's a problem. Something's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They pick, your quarterback picks up on calls. If he's yelling, you know, Charlie this and this, that, and third, throughout the course of the game, you start to pick up, oh, when he makes that call, he does this. Mm-hmm. He does that. This one does that. Maybe he heard a call, looked at, and looked out and saw Pickens and was like, nah, I got one-on-one out there, and there's no yeah. safety. There's no I'm safety. Especially when, I, especially when the quarterback, it. the first thing, the, most times when a play call comes in, the first thing a quarterback does is adjust protection. Mm-hmm. When they see what's happening, they adjust protection. Then the middle linebacker has to do what they do, and they try to play chess with the game. 
but he can't account for what the other 10 guys are doing when certain calls are made. If I start shifting somebody in motion, all of a sudden that corner drops back, like, hold on, why that corner dropping back from the from, from the shallow to the third? Something, hold on, we don't like that. Hey, audible, hey, change that route, run that slant real quick. Is that cornerback too far away now? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's quarterbacking. That's what you want, and it goes back to what we said before Ooh. game manager. Ooh. This it's crazy is how that word just keep coming up, huh? Yeah, you know, game, game manager, manage the game. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose the game. You must manage something so you don't lose it. I want my quarterback to look at the defense and know what he wants to do, regardless of my play or not. If you look at it and you see it, oh, shit. Go with it. Run with it. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I tell my team, I said, the point I want to get us is so our brains are symbiotic. We are Uh working as one. I see what you see. You see what I see. That's the way a quarterback marriage and a head coach and an off, or offensive coordinator is supposed to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are supposed like to be able to see we've seen it. Thing. Yeah, we've seen it at its apex with John Harbaugh and, and Lamar. Hey, hey, Lamar, what you want to do? You want to go for it? Hell yeah, I want to go for it. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Here's the play call. Like, mm-hmm. That's how the fuck it needs to look. What Matt Canada, the way it should have looked, when the we audible to the play, he should have put his through his helmet, his headphones down. Like I saw the same shit. That's what's a, when you're thinking the same. He should have saw it before fucking Kenny Pickett did. Uh-huh. Kenny Pickett's the young guy in this situation. Yep. He should have seen it. He should have been like, no, no, fuck. I wish he. I want him to audible to X, Y, and Z. And then when he does make the audible to X, Y, and Z, you go that you run and you tell him, I saw the same. I saw the shit. same shit. This is what happened. Short, like this is gonna be a quick detour because everybody. I hate this generation because everything's gay now. But Baker Mayfield, he was talking to Chris Godwin about a play when he sent Godwin in motion and he said, yo, my fucking blank guy hard when I saw him go in motion because he knew what he wanted to go with the ball. Because he knew what he wanted to go with the ball. <laughs> I get you. I, now nah, this generation definitely hey. they don't get down with that because they don't they don't hey, I fucking love it, dog. You know, oh, I you know, love it. And it's an old school saying right like, there, man. That's like, a, exactly a tad bit, but this generation's issue is like they don't there's the level of comfortability with themselves is significantly lower. Right. Point oh, blank period. Man. Like because I had a bunch of young cats come at me when I made my comment about Kyle, you shaking being thick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. but listen, am I am I was I wrong? Because is that not a Absolutely normal thing that we, no. we used to hear when we were coming up? Like you didn't want small ass linebackers. I said, I need them, I need some thick old country boys. Yeah, we need I knew what I was saying, but guess what? Did you know, oh oh man, something wrong with him, man. He's saying nah, fam. That's how we talk. Everything is not related to a, a feeling or a, a classification. <laughs> we can use right. things to describe things. A lot of people, they don't understand that old school slang, especially when it comes they to don't. football. They, didn't, they like, didn't watch They didn't watch the combine like we did back in the early 2000s when these cats were saying stuff like that, man. They didn't, man. And it's like, it's They were saying this shit on TV. It was normal. Yeah, yeah. it was normal. Yeah. Like you, you heard and the shit. You heard the shit at practice. You heard it on TV. Like yeah. you heard it old football movies and shows, man. Like you just don't get that it's same. Just, and that it same is because like, you're expressing. Because 
you should understand what that when they say what the expression what it means yeah. it's like yo like that's just it is what it is but now you you say anything as pause this oh that's home yeah oh it's like I when mean, we, when we, when, like when saquon got jeff we was like bro that's quadzilla bro like we knew what, that motherfuckers quads wasn't normal Literally. no at all We've only seen one other player like running back that and that was Barry Sanders. Like, yeah, like I was like, hold on, fair play. And now we got um Aaron Jones' backup. Uh, he he, them, that motherfucker got some big ass thighs too. Yeah, AJ Dillard. That's a big motherfucker too. It's just but like, like when, when when Ocho Cinco used to say that he needs to you know pop Viagra before every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then high case, you ever try to cover somebody who run with, who run with three legs? Like, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's just. We don't. We come from a different time, and, and I, look, man, we come from a different time. We, we and, talk the way we talk now. We might get canceled, <laughs> right? And like hey. real football players, like, and that's and I said it in the comments when on the Baker video, and I was like, I can tell a lot of y'all didn't play sports at a high level. Yeah, not for real. Because you, you don't even heard the, the language only gets worse the higher up you go. Oh no, for yeah. sure, for sure, it's literally only worse. You know, that's just common talk, man. It's just it's what it is. It's not. It ain't what y'all keep saying it is. Look, I'm comfortable as hell with myself, shit. I, I know. Look, to say well, it, to say it, look, to say it without saying it about the way the Moolahs described it so eloquently about four episodes ago, ain't nothing wrong with the wax floor. You know, we we comfortable with Hello. Comfortable. You know what I mean? You know, fresh wax on them, nice shine. You know what I'm saying? Get right. slipping and sliding around that job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, see, take the then, whole that's moolish. I got talked about through my house. I'm sliding right through that. And nothing wrong with that. And you know what? You know and look, what I'm I and I I ain't got no problem with a little, you know, with a little bit with a little bit of scuff mark. You know, it's okay. Sometimes it's like that. You know, hey, it's okay. Hey, see, this this some people didn't know, right? I was a pilot back in my in my past days, right? So I love I love a good landing strip. See, hey, it's just, it's just directed me where exactly I need to be. Yep. Hey, number one landing strip. Landing strip I gotta make dope. sure I get there perfectly. Because it's perfect. Like the uh, landing, you gotta stick the landing. Yeah, you gotta stick. You gotta stick the landing. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, okay. maybe that maybe I don't want to go to the beach, you know, and, and see all the bikinis. You know, maybe sometimes I, you know, want to see, you know, maybe I want to go, you know, travel, you know, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brazil is a nice place. Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. But anywho, before we, like I said, before we get canceled, um, let's get <laughs> on to these. Uh, let's get on to these picks. But um. As we talked about, these picks are twofold because we do have to go on the recap first. And based on the recap, uh, Mel, you went seven and seven for seven last week, so you were seven and seven. You were five hundred, right on the line. Uh, Moolid, you went six and eight. You two under, and then I went eight and six. So I was two above. So that's how our picks went. Um, so for Mel, unfortunately, it was that Jacksonville, Houston, Carolina, and Tennessee game that just you—you you was on a rough little streak there. Um, it was ignorant. Yeah, I mean, we all lost. We all lost collectively. We all lost. Baltimore, we all lost Arizona. Um, oh, I fucked that up. Let me recalibrate that. I apologize, folks. I did. My math wasn't math. I went nine and six. I had Buffalo colored, and they're not supposed to be. There we go. Sorry, we're nine and six. I, had, I, had, I, had I had Buffalo went to Jacksonville. There we go. But yeah, so that's how I went. But anywho, now that we've done that, let me move this over to week six. Make sure I got my picks ready. All right. So. Obviously, we know what happened last night. There's no need to discuss it any further. What happened is what happened. Um, 
I know you guys don't ever see us make our Thursday night picks. We make our Thursday night picks in we our. Gotta pick, we got to. All right, hold on. We're gonna do that right now because we is because we we're working on something else too. So it is what it is at this moment. Once we uh once we hit a certain level of uh followers, uh we should we 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 gonna start to we can actually go live and do this, which would be so yeah. much more fun. Yeah, we're we gonna roll something out for you guys, man. Don't worry about it. We got some special right, so for our plan for next week. So Thursday, the Thursday game a week from now is who? Hold on. Jaguar Saints. Yep, Jaguar oh. Saints. I knew the huh. were playing. Okay, so that's we'll, easy. We'll, we'll do that one first, and then because that's gonna be the right. and then we'll go into this weekend. All right. Well, I'm taking Jags in that game. Now I'm I'll taking Jags. That's why. Yeah, yep. I'm taking clean sweep, Jags. That was easy. Yeah. All right. Now you All right. So week six. All right. So Kansas City, too easy. All right. Let's get to the first game, the early game. For those who love football as much as some of us do, some of us gonna be up early as fuck in the morning on Sunday because the Ravens and Titans playing right? in London. London. Chiefs have the German Germany game. Okay. That's true. Yeah. So, that's right. Yeah. Ravens Titans, the third London game of the season is going down. Um, this is a tale of two different teams all together. Yeah, and the Titans one. are trying to figure themselves out, and the Ravens just want a receiver to catch a damn ball. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with how the Ravens have been playing this season. Utterly disappointed in their receiver play right now. Hundred percent. Um, you brought in all these pass catchers, and but you do have other a than healthy, Zay Flowers. You have a, a healthy Odell Beckham. You, you know, Zay Flowers is doing his thing. You, you have a couple of guys come back from injury, so things should look up. Um, fingers are crossed that this should be the game where Lamar can kind of right some wrongs and we, we can go. But I can also see the goddamn Titans turning around, handing the ball off to this nigga Derrick Henry for 33 times and him running for 187 yards and three touchdowns. That's assuming that Derrick Henry doesn't get outplayed by his rookie backup, which has been happening a lot this season so far. That is also true. As far as the splits go, it it, it has not been a 50-50. Um, the Spears, the rookie, has been getting has been out touching, but of course, you know, Henry's pretty efficient for the most part. But his last couple games, well, his last game was phenomenal. No, la- the second to last game was phenomenal. Last game, not so much. But you also do have the other rookie receiver who's also out again with the knee injury. So it's just D Hop and Derrick Henry next week or this week. So see how that goes. But give me Baltimore in this game. These London games are fun. This has been some of the better London games that we've had in a, like a mixture of, and I'm a fan of it. So these have probably been my favorite London games since they started the London series. Mm. Oh, Derek Henry, I mean, 12 in Russian. Not bad. Hey, that ain't bad. I want the Toy Story game back. I ain't going to lie to you. I hey, the game is lit. Side note, can we go? Let's talk about that real quick. I enjoyed that. That shit was fire. I don't yeah. know how they did it. Where I neither it, do I. While it's happening, they do like it's we. I don't yeah. know. No. Technology they had Bijan looking like a video game character. <laughs> yeah. My boy Bijan was out there looking like a bad hey, player. You know what? Okay. The Nickelodeon game is just as fire as the, as the Toy Story. Game. Absolutely. Like, the I love when they score and all I the slime the and shit comes out. Yeah, I love. I love that man. Like if I could, if in the future, right? If in the future I could ever go to a football game that actually did that, I would be all the way with it. Oh, no, I will sure. sit behind the end zone just to hit the slime. Like, I'll be all yep. the way for it. I'll be cool. Absolutely. I'll drink that beer and get the slime. Like, I'm all for it. That's probably the next evolution of this I'm interactive world 40, we live 40. in. Go watch a 4D football game. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Absolutely, I'm taking Baltimore. Receiver, right, so not going to drop that many balls Baltimore two weeks too. in a row. All right. So, now that we've gotten past the earliest game on the schedule, let's get to the normal scheduled games. 
you guys, we have Mel's Washington Commanders going toe-to-toe -to -toe with these Atlanta Falcons. So Taylor Heineke is coming home, but he's not playing. Damn. Sucks. Yeah. Damn. Um, we've been – I think Ron is on his uh, – Go ahead and say it. On his last legs here. Um, I'm actually shocked. Desmond Ritter has actually played decent football. Last week was his best showing. I'm just glad yeah. that, you know, he actually threw the ball to Kyle Pitts and Drake London finally. You know, the other first-round draft picks they've had. Right. So, um, I'm still taking the commanders. I don't care. Um, but, um, surprisingly, the Falcons look. And I'm Bijan Robinson still scares me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got a video of when he caught a pass on his hip. Yep. And, and he took that Texas player with the okey-doke. Yeah, I was like, that is ridiculous. This is why you draft running backs in the first round. When Life is alive. If Bijan keeps playing like this, he will 100% be in the NFL top 100 next season. Oh, he would oh. have to be. If, oh, if, yeah. he, if he, if he's, if if he, he keeps playing like this, he's coming. definitely going to be – he'll probably – I'll go out on a limb and say he would at least be in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't doubt that. Now, if he – now, if all of a sudden, if he ends up there being the Russian really, leader, that mother going to be yeah. in the 30s. If he explodes the second half of the season, yeah, yeah he'll go up. He'll be a top 30 player if he explodes in the second half of the season. Because they're going to have to start getting him the ball more. No, Definitely. you need to get the ball to Kyle Pitts and Drake London so that so that, so that Bijan can eat because eventually teams going to start stacking that box. Well, that's what, you want. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I say. You give him the ball more, so you gotta then now you got to deal with Drake London, big ass on the outside, and Kyle Pitts running a 4-2 at tight end. Yeah. And you still don't want to throw him the damn ball. Head ass. He had his most targets in a while last week. That's just crazy to me. I might as well go ahead and just let Kyle Pitts come to a real team. I'm uh, telling you, if I was Kyle Pitts, I'd be like, bro, I'm about to request a trade, dog. Like, I'm to tell you, dog, what? Keep me up out of here, man. Because if I'm here, I'm going to be like, hey, we want to trade together. Trade us together as a package deal. That would be a big – And I'm telling you right now, I, I'm, giving I up my next, I'm giving up my next three years of first-round picks. I'll take them both. Yeah, I was about to say, I'd probably – I'd sacrifice the first three rounds of my draft for that. Yeah. Almost definitely. For those Unless. Two, absolutely. Especially if I already have a quarterback in place. Oh, 100%. Unless, like uh, like Mr. GQ uh, just so aptly called a few weeks ago, you know, there was a certain uh, NFL scout that was at uh, the practice for Colorado this week, and they said that they wanted uh, not one Sanders boy, but both of them. In Atlanta, and they will not take no for an answer, and they will not be returning to Atlanta unless those two gentlemen are on the plane with them. So, like we reiterate, like we reiterate every single goddamn week, we are the best football show that you guys are going to send YouTube because yeah. it's not like we didn't call it. Look, we said it. No, no one said. Like the thing about this is the crazy thing. If you don't go into the draft and you sign as a free agent, you can sign whatever contract they're willing to pay you. So if they're willing to pay you like a first round player as a free agent, then you can get first round money without having to be in the first round of the NFL draft. And you get to go to where you want to go. And the marketing behind that would be ignorant if both his children were in Atlanta Falcons uniforms on opening day. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. But so what you got in this game, Mulut? Uh, give me the Falcons, man. All right, Falcons. I am taking Atlanta in this game as well. I think this is the game 
unfortunately, um, it affects the commanders. But I think this is the game where they finally put it all together offensively. All three of their first round stars have a have a game per se. Uh-huh. I'm calling it now, even though I, I do like I like the commanders defense, but I watched that game against Philly and that defense can be had. So now I do Forbes. say that to Forbes because Forbes, he cannot guard these two big behemoths on the outside in Atlanta. No. Very true. Now, I do say that, but I want to preface this, though. I do not see Terry McLaurin having another slow game or another. I hope I hope not. He's been killing me in fantasy. He's exactly. been killing me in fantasy. <clears throat> but so is so I, is Drake London, too. He's been killing me, too, but I'm not giving but, up on him in Dynasty at all. If I know Terry, if I know Gary Terry, he starts to come alive around this time. So hey, I'm cool with that. Um, We have our um, we have the toilet bowl. Um, This is the toilet bowl. This is the battle of two very bad teams and the reason why i say that is because according to the tankathon these are two teams that have currently top four picks in the upcoming draft based on current records and it's the minnesota vikings and it's the chicago Bears. and this is why i said what i said because i saw a thing on espn that said who should start tanking for caleb williams this is why i said last week why if you change the format you force these teams to win games. Like, you got to keep playing it out. Like, I, I hate the fact that a team gets rewarded for throwing games. It's stupid to me. But go ahead. I mean, the only team that currently looks like they're tanking is the Cardinals because they, they could have already activated Kyler Murray, and they're like, nah, we're going to let him rest a little bit more. He ain't coming back this season. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think Kyler's playing this year. But I'm just going to ride this. I'm going to ride this train. Um. Give me the Chicago Bears. Um, I like the way the field's play continues to elevate. The loss of Justin Jefferson is going to be a big deal, but I do love the rookie Jordan Addison as well. I'm a fan. I'm starting him in both of my fantasy teams that I have him on. But give me Chicago. Give me DJ Moore to just act a fool one more game. Um, And not to mention Deontay Foreman, who's going to be the only running back that's active, that's healthy for this Chicago Bears team. When he actually was the lone back, when he took over from Christian McCaffrey, when he went out for the season, that man put up four 100-yard games. That's true. So he is highly capable of taking this game smooth over from a running back perspective. Give me Chicago in this game. It's crazy. Ever since we started talking about them, they have, like, completely changed. It's funny how that happens, man. You know, Why I, I, that I like wild? the things into existence, you know? Hmm, ain't that crazy. Start talking, but, um, about, start talking about these quarterbacks and they start playing better. Ain't that wild? Hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, take Chicago in this. Um, I think this is the beginning of the end for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So well, I said it's okay. he on the final year, his deal anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It, ha- it has to crash and burn now, like yeah. well, because what, happened, what Kirk Cousins normally does is in those last year or two, he he plays out of his mind, so you feel like we can't get nobody better than what we already have. So I think what happened, what has to happen with the Vikings. The shit needs to crash and burn so they can move on from Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they can move on either way. Like I said, this is the last year of his deal, so they can they can move without they can move anyway. Yep. But Kirk Cousins does have all he does hold all the power. They can't even trade him because he has a no trade clause. He holds the no trade clause. So, you know, kudos to him. But uh what's what say you, Mr. Moolidge? You you taking Chicago as well? You taking the Vikings? What you doing? Yeah, no, it's gonna be a clean sweep. I'm taking Chicago. I do not see a game where the Vikings can win without Justin Jefferson. They got we got four games to see how it looks. Um, we have a 
this game I like. I like this game because this game could go a couple of different ways. But you've got the Seattle Seahawks coming off the bye, going toe-to-toe against Cincinnati Bengals, who seem like they're kind of getting back on track. This is a very compelling game. I think this is a big game for Cincinnati that they need to win. I don't like the term must-win games, but this is a game they do need to win to to stay. They need they need this game to stay up because the, the North is getting crazy. The North's getting crazy. Like, every loss adds up in the North specifically. Of all the divisions, the North specifically, the losses are making it crazy because you got Baltimore at 3-2, and two, the Browns are 2-2, and two, the Bengals are 2-3, and three, and then I believe um, Pittsburgh is 2-3 and three as well. Yeah, well, it's going to get worse because um, they're going to get their ass cracked by Seattle. So Okay. Oh, you heard him, Seattle? Yeah. All right. What say you, sir? My sentiment exactly. I'm not even going to lie to you. Two for Seattle. Um, give me, give me Cincinnati. Give me Joe Cool. I'm looking forward to another cigar did celebration. You, did you see how the fucking Seahawks was sending cornerbacks and shit? They gonna blitz the thick man. I just hope this is a. I hope this is a back and forth high scoring ass game. I want to see Metcalf go off. I want to see Chase go off. I just want to see some fireworks in this yeah. game. You're gonna see fireworks. Cincinnati. So and I want to see that pull out them fire ass white. Bengal Tiger uniforms is them them some fire ass uniforms with that. Yeah, they need to go white. They need uniform. to do that all white and again, they need to do that all white versus that all green. Oh man, that's a yeah. that's a color rush game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. That we need that. Bust out them NFL, y'all listen. We need that color rush game. Make it happen. Yeah. Only sparks we're gonna see the ones flying off fucking Joe Burrow helmet as he get hit. That's it. He- oh, so unfortunately, this next game is. Pretty sure we're all going to be on the same page with this one. But you got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson. He is officially out again. Okay. Uh, but instead of DTR starting, P.J. Walker comes to the front of the class, my boy. You're That's making crazy. your reappearance as a starter in this league. And he be fucking teams up when he plays. And so. he be doing some fun shit. They he do. really do. do. So I love That's that. Crazy. So because of that, I'm still starting Amari Cooper in a couple of my fantasy teams because he going he gonna to find a way. Um. So, either way, though, unfortunately, um, San Fran going to do what San Fran been doing. They're going to hang up another 30-burger. I'm sorry. Um, now, I do think the Browns' defense will make this game a little tougher. I don't think they'll put up 30 like in the first half. I think they're going to have to earn them 30 points in this game because I do like the Browns' defense. They're still strong and they're still intact, but I think San Fran going to do what San Fran does when when the clock hits all zeros. Hey, I thought DTR was going to play, but DTR not playing. Nah, San Fran got that. And uh, they need to stop putting that boy out there with that type of with, with no. They don't have the game. Well, yeah. Well, that offensive line is dumpster juice. Like it's I don't. So it is absolutely definitely horrible. So don't do that to that boy again. I refuse to see him go through that. So game. we have a say, um, um. Excuse me. I do. I do got the Niners. I do got the Niners, but I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I do think that uh, the Browns defense, defense is going to show out very very tough for them this game. Um, but yeah. I do got the Niners overall. I like it. Speaking of defensive matchups, that's exactly what this next matchup is. You've got the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans. This is a legitimate defense on defense thing going on here. The Texans have been very stingy to receivers this year. This could be fun. This is game. This game is all about coaching. This game is yeah. all about coaching. I was gonna say this game is gonna come. This down game to is coaching. all about coaching. But you I know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm ride that hot hand, man. Let me let me get CJ Stroud and these Houston Texans, man. Like, I, I was like gonna say, give me D'Amico. Houston in this game, but 
I think this is a fourth quarter win by a field goal type of game. Or win by a last minute touchdown type. I was going to do that. I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? But then I'm going to go, no, 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 no. We're going to go New Orleans. I'm about to say, he must be taking New Orleans where he's saying no. I'm yeah. not mad at that pick, Mel, because the way Alvin Kamara has been playing and That's, just the way that Derek Carr is kind of acclimating with Michael, the, the offense. is looking more comfortable. Him as, as well. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, all of them over there. But that offense is looking, looking really, really good since Chris and Alvin Kamara so, got back. So I'm not mad at that pick either. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go New Orleans on it because we've been go, we've been all on the same page for all of these picks. Somebody got to go left. We've been doing good. We've been we've been we we still fairly spread out except for like a couple. So good. Where, where you at on this move? Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Houston. I, I'm, I'm gonna ride with the hot hand, D'Amico, and uh, I like the way that defense playing, and I love the way CJ Stroud is playing. Man, shut up, shut them haters up. CJ, yeah, his first two interceptions gonna come this week. Woo! I take alert. Hey, two hours, seven minutes, and 47 seconds. Y'all heard it. He said he's going to throw his first two picks. So if it happened, expect – take a look at the TikTok. There may or may you know, not be a video when that happens. You know Just I'm throwing that out there. Hey, um, I mean, he called it. He called it. He called it Charger Charger Ranger Week, so. We also called that Cowboy when he said them Niners going to dog walk their, their ass. That was, funny that, ass. that was a funny-ass TikTok, by the way. <laughs> you ain't have to put old girl that got beat up in that kickboxing match, though. That was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, it was so much fun. I was damn eyeball falling out of socket and shit. Like, oh my gracious. She was tricolored. We we do things different over here for tricolored. She was she was the rainbow. Most definitely that day. Um, so we got a battle of the AFC South coming down two, three, and two teams. You got the Colts with Minshew Mania coming back home, going toe-to-toe with Trevor Lawrence and these Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Travis E.T. Yes. Jacksonville, even though you know I'm taking Jacksonville. Hold on, let me get the door real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville just because it's you know it's. I like I I think Jacksonville is gonna start stringing together some some quality wins and it's just about to get like they're gonna start that stranglehold we thought they would have on the AFC side. Yeah. It it may start to finally show its head now. Because they they're doing what most teams have to understand. When you got you a dude in the backfield, just give him the ball. Oh yeah, because he had a he had a game last week. Give him the ball, man. Give him the ball. When you can close out games with your running game. Oh, and ETN looked damn good. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, it came at the expense of Josh Allen, which I have zero problem with whatsoever. Zero. I have no problem with that. Not at all. Appreciate you though, Gabe Davis. Uh, I appreciate you. I've been I've been gambling with you in fantasy, and I appreciate you for coming through again. Oh, I wanted to make. I was gonna make a TikTok because the other podcast. Um, there's a guy on that podcast. Who says that Gabe Davis is only a speed merchant and he's not a good wide receiver? So, all right, that's cool. I'm go watch some more film before you make a comment like that. Like, um, so ridiculous. So up next, we have got our blowout of the week. If it's not the blowout of the week, I'll be shocked. Um, the Carolina Panthers against the Miami Dolphins. I don't think. Mm. See, first of all, I'm mad the one dude I had cooking in fantasy football is out for the rest of the fucking season. Yeah, but Raheem yeah. Mostert's still there. Fuck that. He's not on my fantasy team. Hey, you could have drafted him. That is uh, also unfortunate for me as well. So I think I'm like, he starts. Okay. I'm like, all right, cool. I, Listen, I found the diamond in the I hope. And he's a rookie, too. 
I just Rookie really hope that hooking. I hope that they I hope they run the shit out the ball because I'm playing against Boo Up and Boo Up got two of starting. I hope they run the shit out the ball. Well, I got Jalen Waddle, so hopefully that means Jalen Waddle gets some more catches. <laughs> Waddle needs some love. I, I need to see more Waddles in the end zone. Waddle right. definitely does need some love, man. I don't, I don't like Tyreek been getting all this love. Like, hey man, let's get some Waddles, man. You know what I'm saying? We we all fucks with the little Waddle with it, you know. But I'm taking Miami in this game anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My Absolutely. bad. I spelled Miami. Absolutely. Trying to get these acronyms right. It's like I forgot how to play Madden for a second. All right. On to the next one. All right. This is going to be fun. This is a fun game. This is the Patriot Bowl. You've got the New England Patriots going toe-to-toe with these Las Vegas Raiders. The Patriot Bowl is in full effect. Let's see. The Patriot Bowl is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Black and silver. Oh, the Pats Bowl. That's what we call it. Yeah. Man, Black and it's funny because the 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 all time record between Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel is only Bill by one. How many times did they play? That's crazy. Yeah, all with Denver when Tebow well, was doing Tebow things. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. bum ass Josh McDaniels was tied up thanks to Devontae and his offense. All right. Hopefully. Now we're gonna now we we're gonna lose this week. We don't get we don't get lucky against the Patriots. We don't get lucky against the Patriots twice. We get lucky against Patriots twice. We got lucky against them last year because the nigga who threw them or threw us the game one interception or no, game one interception. Game one interception. He on our team now. Right? He gonna he gonna turn the So he gonna return the favor. Right. We're not gonna get lucky again. We're not gonna get lucky again. Okay. That was Jacoby. That was Jacoby Myers that threw that damn I'm ball that to got that got uh, Mike we Jones run over. Lose. The Patriots going Jones. Yeah, that's fun. That was it. Was Myers that got got Mac Jones run over? You show sure right. And Jones ain't even. Is Jones still playing for the for the Raiders? But, is he? Uh, why they gonna they gonna announce it before the game that Chandler Jones signed with the Patriots? And he gonna sack Jimmy G for the game winning sack. Yeah. No, Jacoby Myers is gonna, J- Jacoby Myers is gonna catch it and then throw it back to Chandler Jones the opposite way. The opposite and way. Then, That's how the game's going. In. That's how it's going. Well, in. I'm taking New England to steal this game, and I'm saying that because they, we gonna have to pull some tricks or some shit. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't know what we gonna do. But Man. listen, Look, I know my team is but as you can plainly see, I proudly will wear my salute to service to the NFL. I'm rocking my team, win, lose, or draw. I'm always going to support. But I am an objective fan. I like them ho-ass Cowboys fans. I am very objective. I'm not delusional. Hey, this is the week where the Patriots offense finally decides to get it together. And Ramondre Stevenson go off for like 200 yards. Zeke got like 78, you know. You know Juju what? might not okay. even play, but Juju's gonna come out and Moolidge, be like 120. I'm gonna do you, Moolidge, I'm gonna do you one better. This gonna be the first week the Patriots have a receiver go over 100 yards. Yep, that's gonna happen. Watch, that's, that's my bold happen. statement. So, Mel, next two hours, 14 minutes, nine seconds. If that happened, go and clip that up and let's look. Gonna happen. It's gonna happen. The Hunter Henry's gonna go crazy. Okay, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, it's gonna happen, dog. So this next game is 
this next game is far and away my favorite game of the entire weekend, and it is the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is my favorite game all weekend. I'm not even gonna lie to you; I'm so excited for this game. This is literally I'm the so battle of the, for this game. the battle of the up and comers. It's such a great looking game. Like nobody thought that Tampa was well, except for Mel. Thought Tampa was gonna look like this, and we all was. We hoped that this is what Detroit was gonna look like, and we're glad that we're seeing it. And it was not the same old Lions. They were yep. the Lions at this time last year were actually winless. They didn't have a win on the schedule last year at this time last year. So they're ahead of the game and then some. And uh, Mike Evans did get officially cleared today. So he is playing in this game as well. So it's an all hands on deck type of situation. Amon Ross yep. St. Brown is also playing. Also Sam Laporta was is banged up, but he's been practicing. So he's also leaning towards playing. So there's your mm -hmm. training camp report presented by your boy. Yeah. Yours. Um, I think but the Jameer last Gibbs but not least, out. yep, Jameer Gibbs is Jameer still Gibbs out. Is out. But that doesn't matter because Jameer Gibbs has not been as relevant because Monty is back and Monty is yep. doing Monty things. Yep. So I say all that to simply say this Detroit train going to keep on rolling because I'm taking the lines. The pink tail part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give, me the, give, me, give me golf and the lines, man. Maybe it's because I'm looking. Like I said, I, I know, you know what I'm saying, my Chicago pick for the league is not, you know, not here, but this Lions pick is real strong right now, man. Was that, was that, Mel, did you do a, did you do a Lions symbol? Is that what you just did? No, Bacon Ears, baby, Bacon Ears. Okay, Bacon Ears, okay, okay. We got, I knew somebody was going to take Tampa. I was like, I figured we going to know. All right. We have got the tanking Cardinals versus the resurgent Rams. And I'm telling you right now, Matthew Stafford going to have him an almost 400-yard game because I'm taking – the Rams all the way. Yep. No, give me the Rams. And honestly, I really don't think it's going to be particularly close. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm just going to assume that um the the male going to take the take the Rams and not and, and not not Joshua Dobbs and company. So, um, all right, we got New York Zach Wilson's going toe to toe against these undefeated Eagles. Goodness gracious, that's going to be a slaughter fist. Is it though? I uh, I feel like it is. I, I feel like it is. is because for some reason the Eagles secondary continues to be had. And the only reason why I say that not because of the secondary, it's mainly because of that that front seven, bro. It's, True, but see, here's, so and I'm not now. Don't take this as me saying the Jets are going to win, no. but. Maybe that is the game plan. Let that pass rush get get in there and lessen the amount of people in coverage so that I can throw this ball out to Garrett Wilson, who's probably going to be in one on one on ones. Possibly, you know, I mean, there's some possibilities of some things happening here. Brees Hall is still there. Get some, let the rush come in, throw some slip screens, let Brees Hall get out in open space like Travis Etienne, like they've been doing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can make this game kind of fun. They'll still lose, but they can make it fun. I'm taking the Jets. Woo! I'm taking Zachariah. I'm gonna take Zachariah. Zachariah Wilson. Yeah. Called the government name out. All right, this one's gonna be fun. I'm sorry. Um, Troy's little giants just got smaller. No Daniel Jones. Um, Tyrod Taylor is starting, which does make this a very interesting game. Um, Darren Waller looks like he will play as well. And they're going up against Josh Allen and the Bills, who also been kind of trying to figure themselves out a little bit. Um. But I just oh and Saquon is going to be back as well, so that's a thing. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think that matters. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Buffalo. I don't feel good about it. I really don't, just because Josh Allen does weird things at the wrong time of the season. And this would be that type of game they would lose is to the fucking Giants. 
and I would die laughing. If they lose to the Giants, they will be 0-2 against New York. They will be 0-2 against the state of New York if they lose to the Giants. <laughs> oh, shit. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm flipping my pick just because I want to see it. Give me the Giants, man. Fuck it. That shit would be hilarious if they go 0-2 against New York. Hey, I'm dead. And Tyrod and Tyrod Taylor's playing playing this, this Sunday, too. Daniel yeah. Jones is playing. So, yep. Man, give me the Giants, man. Give me the Giants. I'm I'm still gonna take Buffalo, but like I said, I don't like it. But I'm flipping my pick. Give me the Giants, man. Give me Tyrod Taylor. That will be man. I'm gonna die. Oh, I'm gonna die. That's gonna be great. I'm gonna love it. Oh, I'm gonna die if that happens. <laughs> if they go 0 2 against New York, I'm <laughs> no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tyrod. I'm gonna take Tyrod. I don't know. Do you? That's a good question. No, I don't trust the Giants. Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. I love you. But no. All right. Monday. No, oh, and by the way, that is Sunday night football, by the way. That game is that's, Sunday night football. That's a crazy Which means that's, that's the only game that we're going to be watching, just to see if that happens. All right. That's a crazy Let's get to Monday night football. This is the Dallas Cowboy Bowl. Keller Moore coming back home. There's them L.A. Chargers This the Dallas Cowboys. This going to get ugly fast. The question becomes, will the Chargers do Charger things? Nope. Not this or, Monday. Or is Dak going to do what Dak's been doing, which is – and McCarthy going to call a dry-ass, vanilla-ass game plan, and Kellen Moore going to say, y'all remember when y'all fired me because I was putting up too many points? Hold this 50-burger. Yeah, I said it. The Chargers put up 50. Call it. Two hours, 20 minutes, nine seconds. Yeah, no, Chargers they, putting up 50 on Monday Night Football. The Chargers not going to charge you tonight. I'm going to take that on Monday night. They will not charge you. As GQ would say, they're going to bolt their ass up. That's what's about to happen on Monday night. Give me the and Cowboys, I need Austin man. Eckler to act a plum fool. Please, Y'all gonna, Austin, Y'all I got gonna Austin Eckler me. and Justin Herbert on the same fantasy team. Please act a fool. Y'all gonna I got the Cowboys. Real quick. Whoa, hold on. We ain't gonna let Fuller just snuck that in there. We got he took down. I got the Cowboys only because I want to hear Skip say, How about the Cowboys early? Oh, he's gonna say it. I want to see him cry. (laughs) I can't believe we let Kellen Moore go. We should have fired Mark McCarthy and kept kept Kellen Moore. Yep. Oh, I can't wait to see him. I can't wait for this. Either way, I really don't. Honestly, it don't matter who loses because whoever loses, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna go in on your respective teams, Charger fans, Cowboys. Yeah, really matter. But 100%. um, um, just to be interesting, um, if Charger fans, if y'all do end up losing to these Cowboys, oh, it's gonna be so ruthless. Oh, it's gonna be so ruthless. I promise. What's gonna happen? Dak gonna throw three more picks this game. I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt that at all. You know what's funny? So I in my in my military veteran um PPR fantasy league that I'm in, I have Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has not started one time for me this whole season. Mark. And if this this, if this waiver goes through, I just put this waiver in because somebody dropped Matt Stafford. If I get Matt Stafford, I'm dropping Dak Prescott off my fantasy team. And I've never considered Dak. Dak's actually a pretty damn good fantasy quarterback. Just not this year. But Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, I like his second half of his schedule. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So that gets us. We covered it. We did it. Another fantastic football Friday is in the books. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, two and a half hour show like a motherfucker. We, 
Come on, man. Football season, we does this, man. We tried to prep everybody for it. We said once the season hit, the training wheels was going to be off. We were going to go full back. This is all gas, no brakes right now. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. We're going. All I'm saying, and appreciate the chat for coming through. You tried it. You tried it. I'm going to say it like that. You tried it. (laughs) But – I'm on fire this nah. week. All right. I was on I was on player versus team yesterday. We was on it. Of course, doing yeah. my thing on gentlemen's talk. I got yeah. an appearance on basket to basket coming up soon. Yeah. I'm making my world tour happen now. So it's only hot. Hold on. I gotta get my this is my Michael B. Jordan. Hey Auntie. Like thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. We love that. We love the chat, man. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Appreciate y'all supporting us. And listen. I got a disclaimer. Last time I did a disclaimer TikTok, it got over 10,000 views. So here's my disclaimer for Inside the Huddle. When we get up, don't try to jump on this train because there ain't going to be no more seats. No seats, man. These no ticket holders are going to ticket. Now we're just letting everybody else fill up. Once, yeah. once, once it's full, it's full. Don't oh, start, no. oh, man, y'all, when y'all going to let me on the show? Nah, you should have came on the show right now while we, while we, you know, while we building this thing. Once that wall built up, man, ain't no coming through. No, we and you're gonna be on the sidelines, but you're not gonna be from the sidelines. I mean, exactly. should come back next week with y'all picks so we can compare and contrast, and then we're gonna see uh, exactly. Oh, yeah, the best record. Yeah, oh, don't worry, I got a whole spreadsheet. I got our picks for the whole season. I got a nice spreadsheet. It's called the inside. Oh, I've been a whole spreadsheet. Been crazy this year. I've been thinking, I've been stepping out on the ledge. I've I been fell off a couple times. Oh, no, I'm acting a plum fool and I'm with it. <laughs> but hey, um, so what's the uh, final words? Um, anybody. <laughs> Um, I want to say just a few things. Uh, appreciate y'all for sliding through. Um, you know, it's a lovely football Friday. Um, like I said, man, like, comment, subscribe, share, man. We are almost there to 500. And when we drop, when we hit 500, man, we got some special for you guys, man. That we going uh, we've been, uh, you know, what I'm saying cooking up, we gonna roll out. Um, so yeah, man, keep uh, keep showing the love, man. Um, and we appreciate it. We're gonna show the love right back. Y'all know it's the best damn football show on YouTube, and it don't get no better than this. So the best. rock with us, man. The best. Look, man, the insight that you get from these two guys, if you're looking at the screen to my left, is amazing. Like, this is, you're not going to get it nowhere else. Um, we, I said it before, we are the people's voice. We speak for y'all. All, how y'all feel is you just transmit it through us and it comes through on this screen. You know what I mean? So, we we're don't not have insiders. We ain't got we ain't got insight from training camps. We we look, we just do our homework. That's Point it. blank period. That's I it. I read a lot. You yeah. listen, if y'all seen how active our chat is, we stay dropping articles and we we don't do rumors. We try to we try to multi multi-source things just like a journalist would. We are doing old school journalism with some homework attached to it. That's mm-hmm. all. So when we when we when we telling you stuff, it's not it's not made up. It's not because I I want to ruffle some feathers. No, I'm I'm speaking facts. Like we we had a whole discussion about Heisman. I pulled the whole Heisman list. I wanted to make sure you you understood. The Heisman exactly list is this is what it looked like. Last yeah. night we talked about the NIL stuff on player versus team. I pulled the NIL valuations chart, the top 100. I pulled it because I'd rather it come from a direct source than me make shit up off the top of my head because it don't yeah. sound. Like it. You know, mm-hmm. and and if, like a lot of stuff like we don't do a lot of barbershop talk. I mean, we do have it every once in a while because it's fun to have it. It's fun to have, most definitely. <laughs> But what but. we want to do here is we want to create a totally different atmosphere. This is great analysis with our, you know, with our knowledge of our of the sport, football, 
you know, GQ with his football and track background, me and Moolage, straight football. Like, we combine it all. This is gumbo. And we make it work. And it's your show gumbo season. Yeah, we had our gumbo season. Yeah, we had our gumbo season. Gumbo season is here, so. When y'all get excited about pumpkin spice season, I'm like, ooh, gumbo season. Let's go. Victor. Why are you poking me in the arm? But, no, that's that's all I got, man. So, who, who going to? We're gonna do that beautiful thing and, we talked about and push that uh, button. I, oh, I man. got it. It's in my phone too, and I didn't load it up. God. Oh. I'm gonna send a I'm gonna send a reminder text to Mel. It's like it's like trying to remind your grandma to take her medicines. Like grandma.